My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today, for the very first time ever, WNR brings you NXT TakeOver Blackpool. Every empire has a beginning. You are looking at the first ever WWE United Kingdom Champion. We are just scratching the surface. You are looking at the future of British sports entertainment. At NXT TakeOver Chicago, Pete Dunne challenges Tyler Bate for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Take over! Yeah. 
wait. We gave a live show. It was nearly two hours long. The excitement is powerful now. There's enough talking. Let's go on to the action, but let's do the alternate intro with more talking. Voila! In view, a humble Vaudevillian veteran cast vicariously as both victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is vestige of the Vox Populi, now vacant, vanished. However, the valorious visitation of a bygone vexation stands vilified and vowed to vanquish these venal and vermin vanguarding vice and vow such in a violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. The only verdict is vengeance. A vendetta held as a votive, not in vain for the value and veracity, of sh- shall one day vindicate the vigilante and the virtuous, verify the viciousness of verbiage, veers most verbose. So let me simply add, that it is my very good honour to meet you, and you may call me V. Well, it sounds like someone got an Encyclopedia Britannica for Christmas, but they only got the V. The V one, as in version one, Matt Hardy. I like your wrestling reference. Start with the intro then. Ever since we have started this podcast, the British wrestling scene has flourished. Now, as 2019 begins, there is more UK content than ever before. For the first time, NXT UK gets its own TakeOver event. On this episode, we'll bring you every single match and moment from the first TakeOver UK held in Blackpool on January the 12th. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it's, it's great to be here, but there's a little bit of history here as well, isn't there, Dan, you know? The inaugural event in January 2017 saw the creation of the NXT UK division and the first WWE UK champion crowned Dudley's Tyler Bate. Two years on and we are back at the ballroom in Blackpool. So let's get started. Yeah, so let's get started here, Paul. Really exciting. We've got Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness on commentary. But Dan, what do you think of the opening promo? I thought it was very good. You know, it it kind of showed a, a good bit of history there. We saw... Highlights from the amazing match that Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate had to become the first ever UK champion. And then we go on, we see, you know, highlight clips from what Gallus have done, Tony Storm, Jordan Devlin, Mustache Mountain, you know, and we see that everyone who is taking part in this match and, you know, we've seen them all flourish. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is what we can look forward to to see here tonight. The card, we've talked about the card, we've talked about the action, they cannot wait to start. One thing we do in every uh, event that we have, where it be takeover, pay-per-view, is predictions. Dan, would you like to explain everybody what the Prediction League is, seeing as you are the champion? No, James, I am the reigning, defending, undisputed, undefeated pay-per-view champion of the world. Yeah, so where we... Oh, the NXT Tag Team titles are starting us <laughs> off. We're all ready for one fall. We can see Mustache Mountain versus Griddle Young Vets. And we're seeing the Mustache Mountain come out here. Yes, James. With the pay-per-view, we have three leagues. We have the NXT slash NXT UK League. We have the WWE pay-per-view and we have the bonus league. Each where we accumulate points to come towards the end of the year and add on to our year-end predictions to find out who will be the overall champion. Because currently it is two years apiece between me and James. I won the first year. And last year, James won the two in between. And, you know, this is basically for all the marbles. Yeah, yeah. Breaking rights, isn't it? It is indeed, podcast. yes. It's what it's all about. So let's look. We've got our predictions here. Uh, and, we, of course, we're going to do all five matches. And it will be added to our NXT Prediction League that we have got. And like Mustache Mountain, a hell of a reception they're getting here tonight. And it's great to see them. Um, Dan, what have you thought? Oh, no, well, I'll tell you what, the build-up to this match has, has been 
I don't say quite good because the Grizzled Young Vets and of course Mustache Mountain have got here via winning semi-finals. But the, the Mustache Mountain and British Strong Style versus Gallus has kind of been the story. But both of these men very well loved here and great outfits. They are indeed, yeah. They certainly brought their NXT TakeOver outfits with them. You got to go for the patented towel whip against the top rope as well. Will it stick? Yeah, yes, it will. that was brilliant there. I do love bait and seven. What a great night. It's really exciting. The fans are really into it. Uh, but the build-up to this has been more about Mustache Mountain versus Gallus. Let's hope tonight Mustache Mountain are focusing 100% of the Grizzled Young Vets because they are very, very dangerous. Uh, Dan, so come on then. We're starting off the year. Seeing as you're the champ, you could go first. Who have you gone for in this match? Well, James, I have gone for none other then, uh, well, I was expecting this match later on in the card, but I have gone for the Grizzled Young Vets. Young Vets, and I have gone Mustache Mountain. Mountain in this one. So we've gone different. The very first predict- of the right, the Grizzled Young Vets are coming out here. Dan, why have you gone for them in this match? I've gone for them because I think they're going to target the weak weakness that uh, Trent Seven has. You know, he's had a bad knee, he's had a bad shoulder. It's been uh, viewed upon, and I think that um, Mustache Mountain are going to be better as going for the titles as opposed to defending them, and that is the reason why I've gone for them. And you know, maybe even we get a, a little coffee break in there as well, where Gallus come and interrupt them, well, becoming the first ever tag team champions. Well, I, I can exactly see where you're going, and, and up until I would say a couple of days ago, I was grizzled young vets. And then I thought, well, well, no, wait a minute. Like, I, they've, they've, I think Mustache Mountain need a moment, you know? I think they've come close, and yes, they won the tag team titles, but I think at the first takeover, when you look back on history, I think, especially now it's starting the show, I'm more caught, I mean, I feel like uh, Mustache Mountain tag team titles, and then you can have the thing with them with the championship are done with the title as well, you know? And I think that looked quite cool with British Strong Style ruling the roots, but... I would not be surprised if Drake and Gibson win the match. I mean, they're so good. I mean, <coughs> keys to victory-wise, I mean, Grizzled Young Vets, I mean, I don't know if you want to take them, but they, they have to, I feel, go after Trent Seven. I think Trent Seven's a weak link here. Yep, they have to isolate Trent Seven. They have to, you know, go for his injured left leg. He's, he showed problems with his shoulder in uh, the last match that we saw as well, the six-man tag that we saw on the uh, last episode of NXT UK. Uh, I think that's going to be their undoings. Um, will Tyler Bate throw the towel in for his partner? To... We, we have seen that before. Or, like you said, the Gallus interference as well. Uh, you know, like I say, I always get, as I say, nervous before this. But it's, it's always good to kind of start off the year. You know, when you're in September, you don't really think about this. But this matters now. These points, these matches, to get a good start to the year, to, to make sure none of us fall behind. And the fans are absolutely loving us on their feet. And what a great atmosphere here. All singing Tyler Bate. as him and, Tottenham. As him and Gibson lock up. Well, why bring it to Blackpool? This is why. And Gibson now got the arm in hand. He's just twisting it about. We talk about joint manipulation of the NXT UK champ Pete Dunne. But Gibson very underrated. And like I said, he won the UK tournament. And don't forget Tyler Bate <coughs> won the first NXT UK tournament. So he's now everything about that. One of the very few men that have actually beaten Pete Dunne on, or you know, on the main roster. Indeed, yes. Well, you know, we're certainly <laughs> vocal 
in uh, for NXT. Are they taking their shoes off? Yeah. Shoes off if you hate Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) That's what a platform's about. (laughs) Indeed, yes. You don't get a chance like that in America, do you? Well, no, what I feel, um, especially watching a couple of old Rumbles, the crowd kind of take away from the match, whereas these are actually chanting about the match. Do you know what I mean? That's what I love about it. Watching watching old Rumbles, I was watching 2001, and that bloke in the shirt and the tie... Standing up, fucking during matches, yeah. waving his arms around. He really fucking irritated me. I just wanted to go back in time, <laughs> slap him, get back in my time machine and come back to the future. Yeah, I know. Well, the crowd here are going to add something extra to it, you know, and this is what's going to make it a great night. What a great way to start with the NXT titles, tag team titles on the line. And Bate, we've seen him doing this before, bridging up. Huge, big, strong boy count as well. Oh, wow. And Tyler Bate flips over and he's got uh, Gibson... He's got his arms using it to choke Gibson out. Yeah, and we talked about the um, difference between British and American wrestling earlier. This is kind of what British wrestlers best coming out of a hold. You know, it's not easy to do. And now both men speaking to their corners. What a huge night this is as well for uh, James Drake. What a huge night is for Drake as well. First takeover event. He's there. And speaking of which, he just takes himself in. <coughs> Oh, and Tyler Bate very intelligently jumps out of the ring. You don't want to take on two competitors. You know, he'd rather wait until he's uh, in his own corner as he runs around the ring and jumps back into his corner. These are two great tag teams. You know, we talk about the Grizzle Young Vets, two-time Progress Tag Team Champions. And, of course, Mustache Mountain for a team, or Tyler Bate being so young, how much experience this team has weirdly got being NXT Tag Team Champions. Of course, a lot of uh, independent success. But it's about the NXT UK tag titles now. Indeed, yes. And, you know, saying this, these are two proper tag teams as well, as opposed to where Gallus, I know they're kind of like a stable, but, you know, Wolfgang and uh, Mark Coffey, they've not really long been together long. No, it makes more sense with the Coffey brothers going after the tag team titles in that way. And like I said, with these two, you can see the outfits as well. Something that else that I think adds to it. You know these two are tag teams. They're not, and that's what I like about Tyler Bate. He can do singles, and so is Ken Gibson. But it's about what they're doing in tag teams now. It's all about that. You know, they've got no other intention. They don't do tag team wrestling and do singles. It's, no, we're concentrating on being a tag team right now. And Trent Seven's in. And as soon as I say that, Tyler Bate gets a tag. Double team. And a helo off the shoulders of Trent Seven. Tyler Bate's in control. Tyler Bate putting him into the ropes. And Gibson stopping his own tag team partner. Grabbing hold of his own partner's foot and uh, saving the impending doom that is Tyler Bate. And now Gibson and throwing Drake back in. Was he looking for the bait and switch? But I think Gibson uh, was wise. uh, Sorry, Drake was wise to that. And this is fantastic by Tyler Bate. Chain wrestling here for the two men. Bate went for the cover, but Drake up at two. Two. And a picture-perfect drop kick and nip up. Is, 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 that, is there anything Tyler Bate cannot do right now? Well, when I find out, James, I'll let you know. <laughs> and he's got Drake in a bit of trouble, but Gibson gets a blind tag in. Unbeknown to Tyler Bate, who ducks Gibson. And Gibson leapfrogged his own partner as well, but got caught with a hurricane runner. And Grizzle Young Vets have not been in this match yet. Here comes the big man, Trent Seven. Oh, Trent Seven Army. Seven Nation Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a chant for everything, haven't they, this crowd? Seven Nation Army and seven big cross body. Two. Oh. oh. And you're getting a two there, though. 
two. And now back to the arm. Well, you know, it's uh, it's quite well known that the English soccer or football, as we know it as, in the crowds, it's always a ruckus. There's always going to be loud chants. And, you know, this wrestling isn't going to be any different whatsoever. I mean, look at darts. Look at, look, you know what I mean? Look, look at that. Look at... Um, I had something else, but I completely forgot then. Uh, look at lo- those, those types of thing where, you, you know, the Barmy Army as well in cricket. But we always throw a good party when given a chance and it take over the fans. I'm doing that to full effect. And again, Gibson. Getting a blind tag in, but Trent Seven wise to it. Just completely knocks uh, Gibson out of the ring, goes back after Drake, takes him out as well, but I think he's hurt his shoulder. Well, it was a beautiful suicide dive, but that shoulder has been causing him problems lately. And if I'd gone for them in predictions, I'd be slightly worried by now. Well, Drake is chasing... Oh, Seven's chasing down Drake, but runs right into Gibson. Who, well, he thought Drake was a legal man. Turns out Gibson was after the blind tag. There's not a lot Tyler Bate can do, but watch on. And now Gibson going in, just... Raining down the right hands to Trent Seven. But, you know, you can be a little bit worried about Trent Seven, but you always think that he is going to be the man to be worked on. Wait for, hopefully, the, the hot tag to Tyler Bate. At the moment, he looks of trouble. And the grizzled young vets working like a well-oiled machine now that they've finally got a way back into the match. There's a huge future for these two men. You know, even if they win or don't win tonight, they'll definitely be one of the top tag teams in the next couple of years, in the next UK, and these two men also then can pursue uh, singles careers, you know, if they want to. This is a thing we've seen with Gibson and Shankly Gates, how dangerous that is. And with Drake, you know, he's fully put in there because they're more veteran of this experience. Uh, even Tyler Bate is gaining from this as well in the match. Now Drake sending seven out again. Oh. Bouncing his head off then way for thin mats on the floor. Well, how thin are those mats, Dan? They'd be a millimetre stick over pure concrete and it's got to be hard for anyone to hit it. Oh, my God. And Drake coming down with a huge knee. You can see the NXT Tag Team Gold sitting in the background. They are quite nice-looking championships. I think those tag team titles are better than NXT and uh, WWE's tag titles. Yeah, I'm not too struck on uh, Raw and SmackDown tag team titles. NXT's not too bad. But these ones, you know, they look like boxing titles yeah i like i like that I, you know i like the kind of the graphic on them as well and of course we'll see the winner adorned with them after this match and it's been all grizzled young vets recently just suffocating seven and a ripcord from uh gibson followed up by a strong forearm there by drake goes for the cover but seven managing to kick out uh. and he's looking for tyler bait who will be fresh now James, he could be in there for an hour and he'd still be fresh. <laughs> but it, I suppose it's uh, Drake and Gibson not expending that much energy at the moment. Well, constant quick tags. It's the way forward in tag team. Someone's bust. It looks like it's Trent Seven. Referee's oh. putting his AIDS protectors on. Well, might be the back of the head there for Trent Seven. Gibson having a check as well and throws James Drake onto Gibson. Calls a cross to Tyler Bate, but stopped there before he could get too close. And now Gibson back in and stomping right in the back of the head. If it's not the shoulder or the knee, it's the back of the head. And there's nothing Seven can do. And we can see a replay of how it happened. Right in the back of the head with a forearm. That was more the point of the elbow. And they do hate Gibson in this match. He is over over the hills. He suplexes Seven... 
who gets his shoulder up at two. Two. But now the kind of blonde highlights in his hair is turning red. And he's going all Ric Flair on us. <laughs> and all the crowd stood up because they hate Zach Gibson. James, sit down. For God's sake, we're trying to do a podcast. And look at Gibson. He's got the submission in, wearing out seven and just talking crap to him. Trent Seven trying to fight out, doing everything he can to escape the manoeuvre. But every time he moves, it just gets tighter on him. Now Seven slowly gets to his feet. Drake with a tag. Oh, but Trent Seven sent Gibson back into Drake. Drake is the legal man, but he's uh, disposed on the outside. And a huge chop by Seven, but Drake's stopping him. Seven following up by another chop. But Drake's fighting back just as hard as he's getting. Oh, and a huge chop to Drake. <laughs> a forearm shot by Drake, but gets stopped by Seven. He's getting back in now. <clears throat> Look for the tag. And they've been working on him quite a while now. And I don't think Seven's got much energy left. But at least there's no towel in Tyler Bates' hands. There isn't at the moment. No. But there is one in the corner. Oh, God. No, there's not. Oh, good. And now Gibson sending seven back. A back elbow to Drake. Kick to Gibson. Can he get some separation now and get across the bait? No, Gibson's there. Seven gets the tag. Come on, Tyler. <clears throat> and the fans are really behind Tyler Bate. Oh, huge rights and lefts. And Gibson's trying to escape. Bate's not letting him. Here comes Drake, but Bate turns him round. High back body drop to, uh, to Drake. Gibson comes charging in. He gets a knee to the chest for his troubles, though. And now Bate off the second rope. Jumping uppercut from the second. And now Bate means business, and I think the crowd realise that as well. And he's picked up James Drake. And he's going to spin him round. Spins and in. But here comes Gibson. Oh! Get knocked out by Drake. And what the hell is Bate doing? Well, he's stacking Gibson and Drake up. Well, he's put- no, he can't, no. can he? No, he can't. Yes, he can. Oh, my Picks up God. both Grizzle Young vets, <laughs> and he's spinning them both. Impressive oh. feat of strength there from Bate. Oh, my word. At least 400 pounds. At least 600 pounds. Uh, Big, strong boy indeed. Wow, what a moment here at TakeOver. I think he doesn't know where he is at the moment. Going to the apron, but all oh, Gibson falls. Drake's a legal man, though. And Drake, oh no, going to get suplex. No, look at the strength. Both men jockeying for position. Tyler Bate wins it. Deposits Drake on the outside. Oh my God, and Bate's got Drake on the apron. Oh! <laughs> Exploder suplex. Jake, Drake into Gibson. Very impressive from Tyler Bate. And now Bate nips <laughs> up on the outside of the ring apron as well. That's it, Tyler. Show him who's boss. Grizzle Young Vets is still down. Oh, running shooting style <laughs> press off the edge of the ring apron, taking out both Drake and Gibson. Throw him in. Come on. <clears throat> Gibson in serious trouble. Bate throwing him in. And now Bate's got him. He's going to go for the Tyler driver. Uh, Gibson drops to one knee, trying to counteract it. Oh, and Gibson is blocking it. Throws Bate. Bate lands on his feet, though. Oh. Well, bait and switch tags in Trent Seven, and now Trent Seven's in. He's picking up Gibson power slam, flying headbutt, going for the cover. Seven one two. 
Oh. oh! And that is a good homage there to uh, Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid there with the uh, running power slam, followed up by the diving headbutt. Uh, brilliant stuff there by Mustache Mountain, but is that it now? Or is there still fight left in the Grizzled Young Vets? Oh, <clears throat> suicide dive there. Tyler on Drake. And seven deposits Gibson. No, Drake's in to break it up. Oh, <sighs> God, that was close there. Seven deposited Gibson down. I oh, know, it's seven and Gibson. Well, I don't know which way it's going to go at the moment. And the crowd chart, this is awesome. And it's been really, really good. It has been an amazing matchup. Yeah, I was very unsure about these two. But having Tyler Bate in the match and Trent Seven, I think that makes it just amazing. I, I honestly don't mind. I know I say it's weird now. I honestly don't mind who wins out the two teams. They've, they've both impressed me in this one. Obviously, I like Mustache Mountain to win a little bit more. But here comes Seven tagging to Bate. Gibson tags in Drake. Oh, Bate went for the cover, but Drake reversed and so is Tyler. Wow, and a flat ray of uh, pin and counter pins as well. Absolutely brilliant between these two guys. Big forearm, but Bate responds with a heel kick. And he's tagging seven. And I want to end this. We've seen him hit him before. He's got me the full Nelson. Here comes Bate. But Gibson in. Catches Bate with a code breaker. And now seven's in. He's got Gibson. He gets charged to the corner. Oh, Drake with a drop kick. And they got Gibson up now. They got seven now. Big suplex. 450. Going for it. One, One two. two. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Seven somehow managing the kick out. Oh! Oh, Oh, wow. It's not that many times we're la- <laughs> speechless, but that was that was too close there. The crowd on their feet and um to start us off. Actually, how's the rest of the car going to follow this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Beautiful led by James Drake off the top. Picture perfect. Absolutely hit it, yeah. Well, this still might be over. Seven in trouble now. Drake picks him up, but oh. Gibson thrown into Drake, caught with a chop. And Trent Seven fighting out from both guys. Oh, no, but again, caught insecurity. And referee should do something. And we're going to see Shankly Gates. And if he gets Seven in this, he's in trouble. Trying to hook it. He's trying to block it. But Gibson has got it in. And this is it. It's over. I've said this before. If he gets the submission in. Will Tyler Bate throw the towel in for his partner? Or Bate struggling to get up on the apron. <coughs> And now he's in. Here comes Drake. And Drake's got Bate now. And Seven nearly tapped, but Bate's picking up Drake. No, he turns him round. <laughs> he's got a Shankly Gates locked into Bate as well. Oh, no, not like this. Not double Shankly. Look at Mustache Mountain. He's going to tap. He's got no choice. Bate's saying don't. Tyler Bate fighting out. Will Trent Seven tap? Oh, he's got Drake up. <laughs> and Tyler Bate drops James Drake onto Zach Gibson and my New Year's resolution is not to be too generous with my match scores and my pay-per-view <laughs> scores but <laughs> I mean we thought it would be good but like this is British wrestling is just this is incredible indeed yes and <clears throat> and Gibson now going in his 
trying to look to get tag into Drake. Can Seven finally get out of there? And a huge British wrestling chant going through the crowd as well. And now it's down to Tyler Bate and James Drake. But Gibson stood up. Uh, look at the boxing skills of Bate. Oh, but oh. with a forearm. Oh, oh, and a double heel kick there. And now Bate, again looking to tag in seven. And the arm's in serious trouble. Here he comes, that clothesline. Bang. Hits it. Seven this into the it. cover. One, One two. two. Oh! And James Drake just managing to kick out. Uh. <clears throat> well, Mustache Manager signalled, let's go up. And now, oh, Gibson's got all the bait. Seven, <laughs> seven's trying to pick up Drake and into bait onto Gibson's shoulders. What the hell's going on here? A ripcord clothesline. Oh my oh. god! A doomsday device to Tyler Bate on the outside. But Trent Seven's a legal <laughs> man in this match. Oh my god! Tyler Bate is out. And I think Seven realises it's two on one now. Oh! And Trent Seven coming to, for a suicide dive. James Drake cuts him off with a drop kick as he's in midair. Jesus Christ. They both throw him back into the ring. And Bates out and Seven's in trouble. We've seen this before. The assisted code breaker. One, two, three. <laughs> Wow, Grizzled Young Vets win. It's not a popular decision, but mod, what an absolutely great match. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? I thought it was an absolutely brilliant match. So many close calls is what you like to see in a match. You know, again, whoever the new champions were going to be in this match, I would have been happy either way. But, you know, the whole way that this match played out, the whole story that it told as well, it was absolutely brilliant. And the rest of the card's got a lot to do if it's going to top this. Oh, that's incredible action, really, between the four men. And it tells such a great story. Gibson and Drake capitalise on, you know, to see how much it meant to both teams there. What an absolutely great effort for that. What a fantastic match. What a way to start uh, TakeOver Blackpool. Dan, it means you do get the point for that. You go 1-0 up. And will you take the lead for the rest of the year now? Who knows? I do, and yes, I am. <laughs> but that is job done. And uh, I know it's the first match of the first pay-per-view of the brand new year, but potential match of the year candidate there already. Yeah, without a doubt. I think there's two things proven there. One of them is the fact is that is a match of the year candidate already. And the second one is, I think Dan has already won the prediction leagues for 2019. I think it's over and done with. Come on, James. No, that it's over and done with. I'm not going back in it. That's it. It's yeah, a you're shit right. game anyway. Don't fucking move nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and look at this. Going past Johnny Saint, the general manager, and Sid Sculler. Sculler. And they're showing uh, adverts for NXT TakeOver Phoenix, which is going to be the first TakeOver event for the US division. This year. Yeah, and we'll have that live in just under two weeks now. We're live for the pre-show at 11pm on Saturday. We're backstage to see Pete Dunne taping up for his UK title match. And if it goes the way British Strongstyle has already, it's not going to be good for him. But one of the few men that's actually on the WB2K19 game. Well, up next, we're going to see Travis Banks 
going against Jordan Devlin. We saw earlier tonight Charles Banks getting attacked by Jordan Devlin. But as Dan, you said, he's been injured, but he's still ready to compete here. He is indeed, yes. Uh, well, Jordan Devlin, has, aside from losing to Pete Dunn on the very first episode of NXT UK, he's, he's been on quite a bit of a roll as of late. You know, he's, uh, he's certainly shown himself as a heel well, we you know we see uh, a clip from earlier today as well, where he attacked Travis Banks, throwing him into tables, throwing him into a stud partition wall, and just generally wailing away on him. Mm. Well, it may be medically clear, James, but he's nowhere near one hundred percent for this match. Oh no! Here comes Travis Banks, the Kiwi buzzsaw. Well, the knee might be bad, but he's ready for action now. Dan, prediction time I have gone for in this match as Travis Banks comes out here. Well, I've got the first one. I'll probably get this one. I've gone Jordan Devlin. Well, I hope you don't get this one wrong, James, because I too have gone for Jordan Devlin. Yeah, I went for old trusty little person head. Uh, what is it about Devlin you like? Because I'm not 100% on him yet. There's not a lot I like about him. No, no. Why are you gone Devlin? Because I, I believe that he is uh, going to be the one to win this match. You saw him... You know, injuring Travis Banks earlier on, so that kind of gives him the upper hand going into this match. You know, I think he's been on a bit more of a streak than Travis Banks has, and you know, a win wouldn't go amiss for Devlin. Yeah, I think Devlin needs it if they want to kind of build him up. And we we talked about the uh, the live show as well. Oh, the kind of connection with Finn Balor, but he gets taken there with dive, but it. Hurt Travis Banks probably just as much as it hurt Jordan Devlin. And now Banks going on the attack. Well, well, the leg's not 100%, but Travis Banks doesn't back down for a fight. And Devlin, low. Well, sidesteps the oncoming Banks, throws him into the steel stairs. And that left knee is causing him all sorts of trouble. But Banks coming back with a huge forearm, knocking Devlin out. Well, he's not giving up, but oh, Devlin again going low. Chop block to the back of the knee. Do you think Travis Banks is starting to regret his uh, early onslaught of Jordan Devlin? No, I think he is, yeah. And look at this now. Devlin, absolutely crazy now. And Travis Banks may be out. Now look at Devlin, cocky so-and-so. Well, Jordan has got the look of the devil in his eyes. <laughs> well, trainers, EMTs down. And you can take that statement to the Banks. Well, Devlin, look how cocky he's got the microphone now. I'm not having a match. Oh, know. someone's going to come out and challenge him and he's going to lose, isn't he? Yeah. Who could it possibly be? Well, Charles Banks gone and Devlin said he's the greatest dun, 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 in dun, Ireland. Dun, 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 dun. And he's friends oh. with someone. Finn Balor comes out, beats him. Right. We can't as a match. Well, Johnny Saint saying someone's here and he's Irish. So after what happened earlier today, they might try something like this. Hornswoggle! <gasps> Finley. <gasps> Calm down, Dan. Oh, my <laughs> God. Finn Balor is here. Devlin can't believe it. I'm going for Finn Balor. Dan, what are you thinking of this? Is it good? It's fucking great, you know. Oh, I've been happy if it was McIntyre. But bringing Balor here is all right. Well, the fans happy to see him. <laughs> Maybe you should just come down to NXT UK. What, you wouldn't want to see Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne? I'm still backing Pete Dunne in that. 
Not that I'm taking anything away from Finn Balor here. Well, James, we know that you don't like Finn Balor. And Mark Tardis, again, I'm going to be on your side. I am in the Finn Balor Lovers Club. Who are you going for in this match? I'll go Balor. Balor. Of course Balor's going to fucking win. Of course Balor's going to beat him. So Finn Balor is here. Wow, what a surprise. Fans love it and Dan loves it. Looks like he's going to have a match with Devlin. So the Devlin Banks match was a no contest. But we're, we're both going for Balor in this one. Oh, well, being anti-Finn Balor unbiased, do you think that this is slightly taken away from the talent that the NXT UK roster can bring, having to bring someone not only from, NXT, from the main roster as well? Yes and no. I can see why they've done it, because it gets the fans happy and all the people that love Finn Balor can go, oh my God, Finn Balor's there. And UK, even though technically he's not Irish, but still close to home. Uh, but yeah, I can see the other point of actually not giving Travis Banks a chance and having a match here. Maybe they worried he wasn't a big enough face. Uh, or having someone else debut, you know, that could have done it, like Walter or something like that. You know, I think that could have been something. <laughs> no, it's not Walter, it's Walter! <laughs> because his <laughs> name is in all caps. It, that's true, I forgot. But here's Finn Balor versus Jordan Devlin. But, you know, the Twitter sphere is going to be going absolutely fucking nuts at this moment. OMG, Finn Balor is in the, his house. Do you think it's going to be a long match or a short match? <laughs> what, because they're both midgets? <laughs> no, uh, I, I think it's, it's... Why are you still my lucky jams? Sorry. I think it's going to be quite a good match, actually. Uh, Devlin is not as small as I thought he was. No. He's a dwarf among midgets. He really is, and he's facing off with Balor. And and we've mentioned before, these two guys, really good friends, and uh, I'm sure they've had hundreds, if not thousands, of matches in the past, and they know exactly what each one can bring to the table. Yeah, now Balor now starting with a kicks to Devlin. But I suppose, you know, Finn Balor did train Devlin, so Devlin might know a bit about Finn Balor, but the crowd definitely into this. Well, you can see that Finn Balor Uh-oh. taught Devlin everything Devlin to him, everything that Finn Balor knows. I think this is it. Oh no, Devlin goes to the outside. Well, as I say, they've wrestled each other multiple times down the road before, so... Jordan Devlin knows exactly what Finn Balor can bring to the table as he's trying to escape. And now Balor back on the apron. Oh, and Devlin taking out Finn Balor there. Pushing him off of the apron into Barry Cade. And a kick right in the tallywhacker. And now Devlin going to attack Balor. An attack right in the apron as well. <coughs> oh, and now it looks like Jordan Devlin's taking control of this one. Attacking Balor on the outside, and no, he's not, is he? Well, he's got Finn Balor down in the ring, and he is mocking Finn Balor and his entrance. So, James, it looks like you and uh, Jordan Devlin have got a few things in common. Neither of you like Finn Balor. Oh, he's best mates with Finn Balor, isn't he? Uh, this, this is all just wrestling, Dan. You know. Well, you know. <laughs> well, what we heard in uh, you know you saying that Finn Balor is an overrated wrestler. And, you know, we know that you're not a fan of Jordan Devlin as well. This has got to be a dream match made in hell what, for you. Especially after losing the first match to you as well, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it's not been great, has it? Let's, let's not get bogged down over who predicted what. Let's just, you know, focus on this match. We've got two very good performers in the ring. See, Mark Tardis, I do like him. I'll tell you what, Mark Tardis, your biggest fan at the moment is, is Dan here. And Balor's back in it, though, taking out Devlin. Well, James, I'm sure the feeling is mutual. Mark Tardis is my biggest fan. Uh, Mark Tardis is my biggest fan as well. You know, he commented saying that he loves the new entrance as well because the fans wanted more of the Prediction King and they got more of the Prediction King oh, as well. Fuck off. All right. I'm, I'm, no, actually, I'm not going to bite. I'm not going to bite. You're not going to bite. I'm not going <laughs> to tie the bait. 
fans chat one more time. Huge top chop to Devlin. Well, as Devlin's walking from corner to corner, Balor's following him, chopping him every corner. Goes for the third, but Devlin cuts him off. Finn Balor's not having any of that. Turns it round and chops him back in the corner. As Devlin goes to the fourth and final corner, will we see a four chop? Well, he went for it, but Devlin got the boot up. Balor caught it, but got a chop to his face. Iranagi from Devlin, standing, moonsault, very impressive, goes for the cover, but Balor managing to kick out. Oh, now the crowd trying to get Balor into it. This may be a lot more competitive than some people would think. Oh my God, now he's got the arm. What what move is that that he's got in, and who was it made famous by, James? He's got the abdominal stretch in, made famous by Wilbur Schneider back in the 30s, and he's applying it all right to Finn Balor at the moment. You can see the bruising on Balor's shoulder as well, and that is... I believe the shoulder that he had to pop back in the socket uh, in the first ever Universal Championship match when he faced Seth Rollins. Balor now, so he getting to his feet. He's in serious trouble. Come on, James, don't get disheartened. <laughs> oh, look what Finn Balor's got. What move has he got in and when was he that has got famous? He has got the abdominal stretch in on Jordan Devlin and it was made famous by Wilbur Schneider in the late 30s. And now Balor, we've got Devlin. Oh, no. Because... Caught with an overhead bicycle kick. But Balor responds with a chop. And both men looking very well spent. Pele kick from Balor to Devlin though. Both men are down. So are these two guys bringing a better match than you would have expected uh, Travis Banks and uh, Devlin to bring? I think most definitely this has been a very good match. But I think Travis Banks and Devlin might have been a good match as well. If given a chance, this is just more, you know, like I said, appeal to it. People that maybe not watching it will see it for a Finn Balor match now. Running forearms, standing double foot stomp. Two sweet chant going through the crowd. Well, the crowd absolutely love Finn Balor. Devlin getting to his feet. Balor looking to put him away. Oh, uh, Looking for the inverted suplex. But gets caught with a knee to the head. Turns it into... Uh, oh. And a big... Um, I don't know what it was then. Suplex or inverted brain buster, brain buster suplex there. From Balor to Devlin. But only getting a two count. Two... And now Balor trying to get into this match. Can Devlin get to his feet? Swing blade. Devlin's trying to get himself up and back into this one. Oh. Balor looking for his running drop kick, but gets caught with a spinning heel kick. A headbutt to the jaw. And a vicious headbutt there. And then Devlin picks up Balor. Back suplexed him. To, oh, but Finn managing to kick out. Oh. Has Devlin shown to you that he, you know, he, can, he belongs in a ring with someone like Finn Balor? He, well, the thing that I like to see is each wrestler bringing their own style and Devlin certainly has his own kind of style that he brings into this match. You know, his own unique take on wrestling, which is is always good. I wouldn't say he's, I wouldn't say I'd class him in the main event league just yet. Yeah. Whereas Finn Balor, I believe he deserves to be in the main event league. Yeah, and I think this helps Devlin out a lot. He can say he went toe-to-toe with Finn Balor and he, you know, a bit of a, Talk a little bit of bragging rights he can have in the next maybe couple of months, you know, as he looks for another opportunity at the NXT UK champion, whoever that may be after TakeOver. Indeed, yes. Well, you know, win or lose, I think Devlin can take some credibility from this match. Well, Devlin looking for a running kick, but gets caught by Balor, sweeps the leg. And now Balor's going crazy now, just stomping away at the chest of Devlin. Oh my God, Devlin's in trouble going the outside. Balor following up, he's going to do his red. Oh, yes. Takes the straight to the chin of Devlin. Now Devlin's in trouble. Thrown in. Balor looking to go up top for his coup de grace. 
Oh, oh. But Devlin up to his feet, bounces off the top rope and just crutches Balor, throws him shoulder first into the ring post, goes for a pin cover, but he's got his feet on the second rope, but the referee doesn't see it, gets a two count anyway. Two. Devlin up. To up. The top for a moonsault, but Balor gets his knees up. And now Balor has got Devlin and a huge suplex there. Running drop kick sends Devlin into the corner. Well, we know what normally finishes that, and Balor looking to go up. Second time lucky for Finn. Bang, in the drop zone, catches him. Coup de gras, goes One, for the cover. Two, three. Finn Balor beats Jordan Devlin. There you go. Oh, my word. So, Finn Balor wins this one. Dan, what did you think of the match? I thought it was a good match. It was, um, you know, it was a good surprise to see Finn Balor turning up in place of uh, Travis Banks. I wouldn't say it's a match to write home about, but it was a very good match nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad for what it was. You know, we saw Ling at the beginning, but I think Devlin gave it his, his own then, so we both get a point, so it goes 2-1, and uh, I think it helps Devlin out. But one thing I will say, Balor, I think it just shows how low down on the card, or at, at the moment, Balor maybe is, if he is going over here. To participate, I can see why they did it, but it's like it's not like he's you know main event talent or whatever it is. Well, you know, I'd argue he was over here at the opening of the performance center, which was yesterday. He was there, for, you know, for the press release. So if he's still in town, he's obviously going to be backstage, as is Charlotte Flair. Um, you know, would you say Charlotte Flair isn't a main eventer as well? No, you wouldn't. You know, Balor was here. They they tried to find a way of bringing Balor into this match, which was you know obviously the motives behind the attack early on. You can see how they, you know, they wrote it into the storyline with uh, Devitt, uh, not Devitt, fucking uh, Devlin injuring Travis Banks before the match. They had a contingency plan, which was Finn Balor. It, it's a great, you know, it, for NXT TakeOver, it's a great storyline. It's a great talking point, And it was a well-worked match between the two. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I agree with you there. You know, it was a well-worked match. As we move on in NXT UK and uh, so we had a great match to start us off and then a surprise there for Finn Balor. Where else is just left for NXT UK? Two weeks and one day away, or as you're listening to this, a week and a half away from the Royal Rumble. And it is one of my favourites. You get a few surprise entrances, you get a few good Royal Rumble moments. Not too sure on the undercard kind of matches going into it. I think uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. It's a match that has the potential to be a very good match, but as we've seen in the past, it's not been a great match. Mm. You know, the matches that we'd expect to see are, that are meant to be good. Again, you know, Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. I think Braun Strowman's probably getting a bit of backlash from his recent hunting photo. And, you know, what would you expect from someone who has Country Strong tattooed on their arm and uh, to come from the Deep South to do? Yeah, I think you're right about that. We've seen Luke Menzies in the crowd of TakeOver. If you have a look at my year-end predictions, which you won't find out until the end of the year, James, I had him down as being there. Oh, my God. But up next, after we see Joe Coffey getting ready for his match, Dennis going against Dave Mastiff in a no-disqualification match. The brand gets built around me. A towering individual, as intelligent as he is athletic, 
Eddie Dennis proving that he will be a force to be reckoned with. I, the dominant monster in NXT UK. Dave Mastiff, 322 pounds of domination. You see the ultimate combination of power and of speed. There's only one monster here in NXT UK. And that's Dave Mastiff. Eddie Dennis put away by the undefeated Mastiff. And I have to live with the fact that my undefeated streak on this roster is ruined. But I'm going to take the thing that you took from me. And to do it, I'm going to get rid of the rule book. It's far from over. Eddie knows he can't get the job done the right way, the traditional way. And he wants to throw the rule book out the window. Well, that's fine by me. Blackpool, England. Dave Mastiff, Eddie Dennis. No disqualification. Nobody has ever pushed me this far before, Eddie. Please, sir, can I have another? Eddie, I'd look in that mirror and instead of reflecting on who you hate most, you need to think about what you're doing. Dave Mastiff lacks that killer instinct. With my killer instinct, I will put you down, Dave. You may think I lack killer instinct, but I think you lack more. These two superstars want to tear each other apart. You want to know what killer instinct is all about. Blackpool, you're going to find out. So, without further ado, prediction-wise, James. Predictions. Well, Dan, I am. I have you gone for me? I've gone for Dave Mastiff in this match. Why have you gone for Dave Mastiff? Well, I think uh, who have you gone for first, and then we'll explain our reasons. I have gone (laughs) for the bomber, Dave Mastiff. And why have you gone Dave Mastiff for? I think he's, you know, he's a locker, and you know, he's. He's a face that could potentially run the place in in a few short years. Um, he's certainly got the fans backing behind him. Eddie Dennis, he's kind of a Baron Corbin-esque big guy, you know, someone who's going to be there to take the shots of someone better than him. Yeah. So, yeah, Eddie Dennis coming out here now, and he's ready for action. But you've not been that impressed with him, have you? I haven't, no. He's... Um, he's you know, since we've seen him in the uh, NXT matches that he's had, he's he's just someone that, I, I don't know, it's, he's not impressive. I mean, you know, Dave Mastiff, he brings something, you know, he is a bigger guy, but he brings an air of agility to him. He's got a bit of speed about him, you know, he's got a bit of uniqueness about him. And as I've mentioned already here, it's someone that brings their own character into things is what I like in someone. Yeah, yeah. I think Dave Mastiff has got a lot of potential. We've seen him live and in person, you know, he is quite the monster. We've talked about him before, how he matches up with the, the WWE monsters, you know, the Braun Strowmans and people like that. And I think uh, probably not as much there, but on his own, you know, he wants to be the true monster of NXT. You can even see the camera work, you know, kind of wobbling. Well, I say wobbling, like shaking as he comes out here. Uh, and I think it's quite well done for Mastiff. I think he's been quite well protected. And I think if you're going to go with an undefeated guy, Mastiff, he hasn't lost yet, 
against maybe a Pete Dunne down the road if Pete Dunne retains here tonight. I think that's a very interesting matchup there. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, one thing that sets Dave Mastiff apart from the usual big guys that we've seen before is he's a smiling big guy. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I like to see. I know Braun Braun Strowman has had a laugh, but we've seen his serious side as well. You know, with um, Lars Sullivan, you know, you never see him crack a smile, but Dave Mastiff, he's a smile, and he seems like, you know, a a nice guy. Yeah. I think without a doubt, and I think this is going to be interesting, I think it's someone that the fans can get behind, and I think they do like Dave Massive. I'm surprised this match is is so far up the card, but obviously he started off with a tag team match, and these two big men have started off quickly with forearms, and then just massive strikes, and looks like neither man's coming out on top at the moment. Now Massive clubbing blows to the back of Dennis. Well, you know, I, I think this is in its right position. It's probably a match that isn't going to be the technical prowess that we've seen to start the show and it's not going to be the technical prowess that we're going to see to end the show yeah, yeah, yeah I think so you know right. having it sandwiched in between and you know having a a battle versus devlin match and then following up which i, I presume is going to be the tony storm Ray ripley match you know it's uh i think it's the perfect place in the card for yeah. this match i think it's worked out well the way they've done it pacing the fans haven't been bored yet then maybe this could be a match that the fans would but again, it's no disqualification and on the outside at the moment. Yeah, Eddie Dennis looked to throw Mastiff into the ring steps, but they've turned it around and uh, sent Dennis into it instead. And now he's separating the steel stairs. We're going to see our first bit of apparatus come into play. <clears throat> no, Mastiff throwing Dennis in. But they get those stairs. And those stairs weigh at least 300 pounds. At least three and a half, four hundred pounds. And uh, he's wearing Eddie Dennis takeover pants <laughs> i don't know if that's anything to do with johnny takeover oh he's happy to be here i'm sure look at mastiff getting those stairs in and the thing i like about them stairs as well is use the bottom set and the bottom set hasn't got them sharp little nibs in that dig into the apron and cut it oh but eddie dennis falls to the outside and he's got something in his hand now oh he's got a kendo stick cracks dave massive because he's trying to get out of the ring to attack eddie dennis Oh, and now Eddie Dennis is taking away the wafer thin protecting. Oh. And as you can see there, it's just a polished concrete floor. Well, let's not forget, this is where the ballroom, where they have Strictly come dancing. And at the moment, these two guys ain't dancing. They're definitely fighting. And it's very dangerous. And a shot right to the midsection. Well, the tightness of Dave Mastiff's singlet, there's certainly no ballroom there either. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. I mean... <laughs> Oh, go okay. makes me think of Alex Wright as well, actually. And Dennis there, kendo sticks. Goes for the other foot cover, but managing, Mastiff managing the kick out. Ah. Oh, and then Dennis, a shot to the midsection. Singapore Kane. So is this bringing a bit of uh, WWE into NXT UK and you know, having a no DQ match using a few of the uh, favoured apparatus? Yeah, I think they needed to make a couple of shortcuts, didn't they? You know, for, for this one to... Uh, make it more entertaining, shall we say. You know, I, I think oh. it's all going to help. Oh, my God. Eddie Dennis looking for a strike across that, but he's getting his arms up, blocking it. And now Mastiff has the kendo stick, and he just swats away at the midsection of Dennis and one across the back for good measure. Oh, my God. Now Mastiff God. taking out Dennis. Hello, Kane. And now Mastiff with a power bomb to Dennis. So, you know, with the setting and that, are you a fan of the black... You know, the uh, the black ring apron there? 
Yeah, I think it's all cool. I think it's like a kind of normal, uh, I'll say takeover setup, but you know, it looks pretty cool. I like the um, turnbuckle pads as well. And it's the UK and Mastiff's got Dennis on his shoulders. Oh, but Dennis with the backslide looking to waist lock Mastiff, but to no avail. Oh my God, Dennis has got Mastiff. Legs are shaking, but he's got him and oh. just slams him on those stairs. Yeah. Oh, and a deep six there on the stairs. And Dennis goes for the cover, but no, Mastiff somehow managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And now, oh my God, sending the ring announcer out the way, and Dennis got the chair. And this has been an out, all-out war. And Dennis going to use the chair on Mastiff. Oh, but Dave ducks it, catches Eddie Dennis. Oh my God, rolling sent on. And Mastiff is going to do it again, but he say no, he's got something worse for him. Mastiff thinking about going up top. No, he can't, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he's climbing up. But Eddie Dennis has managed to make his way back to his feet. And now Dennis has got Mastiff. Looking for the razor's edge. Oh my God, look at the power. He must be at least seven foot in the air. At least eight foot in the air. Plants Dave Mastiff, goes for the cover. One, One two, two. Oh. A big Dave managing to kick out. Oh. I said big Dave, not little Dave. Oh. <laughs> Dennis looking on. And he's going to the outside to try and put Dave Mastiff away now. We want tables. And Eddie Dennis bringing out a table from under the ring. So we've seen tables. We've seen chairs. We've seen still steps. Which are not ladders, but close. Well, you got to feel that down the road we will see ladders involved. But this has been a brutal match so far between these two big men. And ladder uh, table now set up in the corner. And a huge table chant going up <laughs> through the crowd. So, you know, something... Different from the exactly. NXT UK crowd, which is, I absolutely love that. But still about the match, and Dennis gets stopped. Oh, my God. I'm well, massive. Dennis looking to powerbomb him, but Dave with a backslide. Only Dennis catches hold of him, looking to sunset flip him over. But Mastiff just sits down, puts his whole weight on the chest of Eddie Dennis. Now, both men in a very precarious position at the edge of the apron. Oh, my God. Right where the exposed floor is, and Mastiff is trying to German suplex Dennis, and Dennis holding on. For all he's got, and showing a bit of power now, knocking Mastiff off the apron. But Mastiff catching him off the ring apron. Oh my God, Mastiff's got him! Rolling senton on the exposed concrete or timber floor. Follows oh. it up with a running senton. Well, Mastiff, crazy bastard, taking out Eddie Dennis. Fans chanting for one more time. <laughs> I don't think Mastiff has it in him. And now Dennis sent back in. And now Mastiff looking to put away Eddie Dennis. Well, there's an unwritten rule in WWE wrestling. And when there's a table set up in the ring, the match can't end until it goes through. Oh, my goodness. And Dennis throws Mastiff off the top rope. And now he's got him. He can't pick him up. He's got Mastiff. Slams him down. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. How did Mastiff get out of that? you got to ask yourself. Oh, and a steel chair to the back of Mastiff. Getting picked up now. And Eddie Dennis has impressed me in this match. And is he looking to powerbomb Mastiff 
through the table. He's looking for the seven bridge again. Well, we saw it earlier. Now he's got Mastiff, but Mastiff off his shoulders. Big forearm shot to Dennis. Both men just clothesline each other. Another huge shot. Mastiff gets caught by Dennis, but dodges a clothesline. German suplex folds up Eddie Dennis, who falls on the table. Very impressive there. And now Mastiff. No, he's not looking to end it now. Oh, cannonball onto Eddie Dennis through the table. Holy shit. <laughs> Eddie Dennis may be dead. Mastiff going in for the cover. One, two, three. three. Job done and Dave Mastiff wins. Dan, what did you think of that match? I thought it was good, you know. It's a good... Um contrast it shows something else that the nxt uk guys can bring as well as your classic catch can style wrestling match that we're going to become accustomed to on uh nxt uk again you know two big guys having a great match and still undefeated dave mastiff well unbelievable stuff there by big dave mastiff and dan unbelievable stuff by you when you think about your free for free you want for the perfect score now all you need is uh, the next two results to go your way and you get an extra point along with the first pay-per-view point of the year. So you will need bonus points and NXT points as we start off. But like I said, it's all to change maybe in two weeks' time with the Rumble games or I'll be further off uh, behind. But I think that both men brawl it in that one. I think Dennis, there's a bit of potential there now, I see. I don't think he's takeover ready yet. But I think Mastiff definitely is. And undefeated, the Monster's going to be looking at the NXT UK title Whoever is holding that coming up, we know now who the prominent big man is in NXT UK. Wow, my God, and what a night it's been. And look who's in the crowd here. It's Jazzy Gaber and Kaylee Ray. And Kaylee Ray was on World of Sport. She was a World of Sport women's champion, but she's in the crowd here tonight. Is that a mini statement sent for NXT UK? And of course, Jazzy Gilbert, we all know her. Who's been in the May Young Classic first time round? Indeed, yes. You know, is it a few new uh, prospects that NXT are going to release? Uh, well, not not going to release, but are going to sign over the years. We've seen it with the uh, NXT US version. You know, maybe it's a shout out to over here as well. well I think without shallow a doubt. Speaking of women, up next it's the NXT UK Women's Championship on the line. So let's have a look at the promo. Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, finals for the NXT UK Women's Championship Tournament. Someone's legacy is going to be cemented here tonight. Oh! Spine first on the hardest part of the ring. Championship from Rio Ripley. Why don't you guys find me some suitable competition? 
Here comes the 2018 May Young Classic winner, Tony Storm. I went to Evolution, and I became the winner of the May Young Classic. Storm Zero! Storm has done it! So with the first ever NXT UK takeover in Blackpool, I want to challenge for the NXT UK Women's Championship. I could have challenged for the Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but I really want to become the NXT UK Women's Champion. And I want to prove why it's the best brand in sports entertainment. You've got it! Tony time it's my time and I've proved that by beating her it's been such a journey getting to this point it's all been hard hard work oh poor Tony Storm hey you have no chance Rhea Ripley's a bully that's all she is she's just a bully you're pathetic you think come that on, you're mate. gonna come beat on, mate. her come on mate can't mess this up. It has taken every bit of me just to get here. Tony Storm, I am going to rip you apart. Promo-wise, Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to this match? I think it's been very good. Um, you know, it's, it's shown the highlight reel of Tony Storm as she went through the May Young Classic to win it. And I can't remember who picked Tony Storm to win that tournament. You know, I did originally, but then said, no, you can have her. And I picked the Oshai, who lost in the final. I'm doing everything for you, Dan. I've, I've made you who you are today, all right? You're welcome that you're doing so well. Thanks to everything that I've taught you. But well, Damien Sandow, or Damien Dandow, as you should be known, they're here for forever. <laughs> Miz Dow. What, do you call that? yourself the Miz? I am awesome. <laughs> you call yourself the Miz? I admit I'm a shit wrestler, <laughs> but I'm a good talker. <laughs> All right, Storm versus Ripley. Dan, what do you thought of the build-up? Um, yeah, you know... It, having a go at me. It has shown what has, you know, occurred. Tony Storm winning the Mae Young Classic, but coming just short against Ray Ripley at Evolution in the title match. Um, but both these women, you can't count either of them out. I mean, you know, Ra Ripley, she has been a dominant force, not even not just in the May Young Classic tournament, but in NXT UK. Tony Storm, she's she's had a very good buzz about her, mm. you know. And despite not all of it being positive, she's had to delete her social media accounts because of. Um, Recent activities of people hacking her again. The photos aren't as bad as Paige's pictures, but still you have to deal with that. But there is a good video. No. And a lot of people come out of support. Uh, but I really like Tony Storm. And that's why, Dan, I've actually gone Tony Storm in this match. Because well, I, I, I thought myself, I, you can't go against a girl too often. So I've gone out to, against Ray Ripley here tonight, Dan. Well, James, I went with her at the May Young Classic. She didn't let me down. I went for her. At Evolution. I went for her at Evolution 
and she let me down. But tonight, I feel it's going to be two out of three, and it's going to be Tony Storm. She's not going to let me down. Mm. So, Tony Storm, who are both gone for her. So, no matter what, Dan, you at the moment are still in the lead, but it's not about that. It's about the next UK title. And listen to the support of Tony Storm here. You know, we may laugh and joke about women and that, but the videos and pictures that have been hacked from Tony Storm, it is uncalled for. Um, you know, and as far as making someone have to delete their social media account as well. So Ray Ripley has come out here now to be a part of a huge co-main event here. Defender Championship, which she won 50 days ago from Tony Storm in the final of the NXT UK Women's Tournament. So here we go. The women's title is on the line. It's Freya Ripley versus Tony Storm. We've both gone for Tony Storm, but Dan, what does Tony Storm have to do if she wants to win this one? She has to get the demons out of her closet. You know, she's faced the loss to Rhea Ripley. And, you know, we've seen how dominant Ripley has been running for the talent currently on NXT UK. She beat Candy Floss, she beat Isla Dawn. But I don't think, you know, since she's held the title, she's had a challenge like Tony Storm. And, you know, I think Tony needs to use that to her advantage and kind of counteract on the mistakes that she made at Evolution and... You know, try and get victorious here. Yeah, I think with Ray Ripley, she needs to be dominant. She needs to get the job done early. If she wants to walk out here as champion, Tony Storm is one of the toughest. She showed that against the Oshai and everybody else who's ever gone against her. And tonight is a great way to put that forward. But what a great match, eh? We talk about the women's division at the moment in Raw Smackdown and what it is in NXT. But where we're getting Tony Storm, Ray Ripley, two women who will definitely be a focal point of the women's revolution and the division in the years to come. What are you doing? James, what on earth are you doing? What am I doing? What's it look like I'm doing? It looks like you're trying to blow up some balloons. Yeah, no shit. Why are you blowing up balloons? You know why. Really? Yes, the end of the month. Do you mean the WNR 200 on January the 25th? Well, of course. We are live and it's going to be a party. We're playing games. So I thought not only snacks, but game changer, balloons. Well, I thought we would have a retrospective look back at 200 episodes of the WNR and pick out important or funny moments that we have made and tell everyone what goes into making the WNR podcast. Oh, yeah, all right. We'll do that instead then. So here we go, women's title on the line. And the crowd looking on, wondering what to expect. And Tony Storm, yet to have a bad match in WWE. But yet to hold a championship in WWE. And you look at that, that's what has got over. Can Storm become women's champion here in NXT, win her first title? Yes, she won the May Young Classic. Can she go forward? We saw what happened to Kari Sane. After winning the NYC as well. And Ray Ripley going for the big boot. But Storm's starting strong. And I thought this is maybe what Ray Ripley would do. But Storm's on the attack. And now going straight after Ripley. Front face lock. And Storm wailing away with some big right hands. She must have a lot of pent up aggression. <clears throat> oh my word. And then Ripley just picking up Storm. Throwing her. Storm is trying to block this. But uh, 
Ray Ripley with a forearm storm turns it over though. Well, using a bit of hair to her advantage. Well, and this is what I like about Storm, and this is what we've seen with her in the Mayan Classic. It's kind of by any means necessary. She can fight dirty if you know if she needs to. She she's fought a very a variety of different opponents and seemingly you know come out on top most of the time. Ray Ripley's one of the few that has had you know her number on occasions. Well, it was Eo Shirai that beat Ray Ripley in the quarterfinals, semifinals, semifinals in the yeah. semifinals of the Mayan Classic. So. You know, both these women know what it's like to get beaten. Yeah, without a shadow of doubt. And Ray Ripley will have that in her mind that she want to be, you know, remembered coming out the first takeover, holding on to the NXT UK t- champion, women's title, as both these uh, women on the outside now t- trading shots and Storm getting the advantage with the chops. But it's another thing we've seen with the Mayo Classic. We can see a lot of women involved in that coming over to take over. Do you think we'll see another Mayo Classic this year? I'd like to, yeah. You know, both the Mayo Classics we've seen have been a huge success and have, for the majority of them, you know, we've seen uh, Miko Satamori, amazing. I'd like to see her in some, you know, some way in NXT or NXT UK. You know, the thing that kind of puts a down on it for me, and no disrespect to the women involved in this match, but neither of them are from the UK. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? So if we're going to focus on the UK talent, then you need more of them involved. In the years' time, will we see people like Zia Brookside and, and, and is the... Dawn involved in match this. I hope so. There's enough talent. We saw Kaylee Ray there as well. You know, could she possibly be involved? I think these two women are here at the moment as a kind of um, keeping the division in place until they can build it up. Because I think the women's division, out of everything in the UK, is kind of the weakest. Even though the tag team's not really great with the amount of competitors. You know, what I mean, I think it's definitely something they uh, need to work on. So I would like to see it would be a. Um, into tournament style, I don't want to see another UK tournament. There's no need. But if you want to bring back the King of the Ring and have it as a takeover event, that way, you know, in England, have a King or a Queen of the Ring and have the women from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT UK fighting who is the number one Queen and maybe get an opportunity at, like, I don't know, SummerSlam Revolution or, or something like this, you know. Yeah, well, there have been rumblings mm. in the rumour sphere of a Queen of the Ring tournament potentially happening. You know, it's. I think. With women, they're trying to make the most of getting all their firsts down. You know, um, yeah, we've but... had uh, a first woman-only pay-per-view. We've had our first women main event in pay-per-views. We've first, had... First Head in the Cell, first Royal Rumbles, first Elimination Chambers. First Iron Woman match. Yeah, and we're going to see all that. You know, that's going to slowly, like you said, fade away. But we're still going to uh, we'll see that coming up. It's nice that they're still featured kind of prominently. But there's still a lot of work to do, you know, with the May Young Classic. You know, you've got a lot of women there can be brought in. But with UK talent, that's saying, you know, especially if someone like, you know, Viper can come in against the UK. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, Viper, she was an absolutely great talent. We saw her on the first May Young Classic. She performed really well. Yeah, and I think she even went, went against Tony Storm in that one, you know, and it just shows... Uh, how Tony Storm can fight. She's been beaten down by Ray Ripley at the moment. But she's slowly trying to mount a comeback. But every time she does, she just gets cut off by Ray Ripley, who seems to be laser-focused. And, you know, we talk about Tyler Bate in the opening match, how young he is. Ray Ripley is only 22, 23 years old. So there's a side, and she's kind of taken to it as well. So it's a big stage for her. And at the moment she's delivering, she's picked up Tony Storm. A lovely delayed vertical suplex there. Goes for the cover. One, two... But Storm managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Now Ripley now might be getting a little bit frustrated at Storm and her toughness. But if she's scattered, it'll come as no real surprise. Well, Tony uh, got a few problems with her lower back in this match so far. 
And I think that's what Rhea Ripley's kind of targeting. And slamming her down, going for the cover, but still managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And that lower back is causing her all sorts of trouble. Oh, the inverted Texas Cloverleaf. That's something that Rhea Ripley's been patented for, but Tony Storm was come in and managed to kick Rhea Ripley into the ring post. Oh, as she goes for a, like a hip check, but hurts her back on the middle turnbuckle. Rhea Ripley with a kick. It goes for a cover, but only a two count. Two. Now, Rhea Ripley, even though she's down on the mat, she's just kicking away at the back of Tony Storm, not allowing her to get back into this match. And Tony Storm in all sorts of trouble as Ray Ripley's been on the assault. And I've been really impressed with Ray Ripley in this one. She has certainly been dominating this whole match. As she throws Tony Storm by her head from one corner to the other. I don't think Storm knows quite where she is at the moment. And another fascinating thing is there's another battle as well between Australia and New Zealand. Tony Storm, of course, a New Zealander and uh, Australian Ray Ripley both fighting here. Both part of the Commonwealth, so it kind of makes a little bit of sense. Maybe have a Commonwealth Games in wrestling as well. You've got all these opportunities now you're opening up as Ray Ripley is just stopping Storm from getting into this match. So how do you think either of these women would uh, fare on the main cards? I mean, you know, we've spoken about Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate and a few of the others there. Would they, uh, would these two women be able to make it or do you reckon they'd be squashed? No, I think these two women will make it. I think they need a little bit more time. I think Storm could go to NXT if she wants to or even the main roster I think she'd work quite well with Ray Ripley just a bit of time. You know, five, six years' time, I've got no, I've got no doubt in my mind she'll definitely be, you know, multiple-time champion. She's just got kind of look, and she's got that learning ability that uh, can take her that level. And, oh, my God, Ray Ripley was just talking trash to Tony Storm, went into the ropes, and Tony Storm hit her with a massive headbutt. She felt that down under. <laughs> got knocked <clears throat> down. But she's going to get back up again. You're never going to keep her down. Well, now the forearm shots and Storm and Ripley trading. I mean, slugging off in the middle of the ring. And they just come to complete and utter, wailing away at each other. Oh, my God. What a match this is for two, two women just fighting off. Got no energy now. Well, resurgence from the pair <laughs> of the women as, uh, as the energy drinks kick in and uh, Tony Storm's getting the upper hand. Ducks a shot from Ripley. A snap Jellex keeps the grip. Oh, my God. Powers are up for a second. Looking for the trivector, but Ripley with some big elbows breaks the grip of Tony Storm. And now Storm rolling through. She's going to go for Storm Zero. No, Ripley stops it. Now looking for the Riptide. Oh, but Tony Storm adjusts her momentum and goes getting a two count. Two. And now Storm going to go for it again, but Ray Ripley blocking it. Rolls her through a sunset flip, though, but only a two count. Two. Ripley goes back. And both women getting a couple of two counts each. Two. Two. And now Riggs. The inverted Texas Cloverleaf. Oh, my goodness. Got it in. And that pressure on the uh, bad lower back of Tony Storm as well. And, oh, my God. Tony Storm in all sorts of trouble in the middle of the ring. She's going out. This is the end for her, surely. Don't call me Shirley. But she needs to get to that bottom rope desperately. Oh, my God. Then. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, now pulls her back in the middle of the ring, but Storm grabs the leg herself. Oh, she's got the ankle lock locked in. If she gets that grapevine, it's all over for Ripley. Oh, my God, and Ray Ripley's in serious trouble. Oh, and Ray Ripley, though, managing to get to the ropes, stopping things, and now Tony Storm is going to try and build some momentum. And a big hip attack in a corner. 
Brings out Ripley in the middle of the ring. German suplex. Goes for the cover. Oh, but Ripley managing to kick out. Oh. And this is unbelievable. Now Storm just slapping away at at Ray Ripley. Big forearm shots. And now chops, kicks, wherever she can. Ripley, like, grabs the head, pulls it back. Uh, She's looking for a mount, but I think Tony Storm got up a bit too quickly. Looking for the riptide. Hits Tony Storm. One, two, oh! And I thought we had a new... uh, I thought Ray Ripley retained her title in hitting the finisher, but Storm somehow getting up, and that was an eyelash away. Away. And Ray Ripley can't believe that Tony Storm managed to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know which way it's going to go. Ray Ripley's just given Tony Storm her best shot. And as the announcers tell us, no one has kicked out of the Riptide in NXT UK. Well, Tony Storm just has. My God, and now picking Storm up, and this is the end. A short arm clothesline, and Tony Storm has gone dead weight. And now another huge clothesline, and Storm, I don't think he's got anything left. Getting picked up again by Ray Lee. Clothesline, Storm dodges it. Ducks underneath a huge headbutt. And now going for it. Storm zero. One, One, two, two. oh. And Ray and Ripley managing to kick out. Ah, so both women have kicked out of each other's finisher. What's it going to take to end this match? Well, I don't know. They could be fighting all night long. And there's a guy taking his T-shirt off. He's so excited. Only in England. Not you, Dan. Not you. And now both women struggling to get to their feet. This is a shootout right now. I think the next woman to have the most offensive move is going to win this. And a 50-50 crowd there. Half going for Rhea, half going for Tony. Just shows the respect that these women have earned here tonight. And now Storm with the forearms. And Ripley just getting busted away with these shots, but stopping them. <clears throat> Responds with one herself. And now looking for the end it. Riptide. No, Tony Storm with the backslide grabs hold of the hair. And now she screams. She's got Ray Ripley again. Storm zero for the second time. One, One, two, two, three. And Tony Storm has won the NXT UK Women's Championship here in Blackpool. Dan, are you happy about that? I am very happy. Um, You know, Tony Storm, she absolutely deserves it. She has been a standout performer in NXT, in uh, the May Young Classic and... You know, it couldn't go to a more deserving person. Honestly, it's it's unbelievable stuff. What a great match it was. Trading finishes towards the end. You know, and the great thing I like about women's wrestling is that it made it like the men's wrestling now, where they're building up towards a great agenda to the match. Each trading finishes the crowd into every single moment. Uh, and Tony Storm finally gets her moment as well here at Blackpool. The fans all on their feet applauding her. Great by Ray Ripley as well. So young, showing so much talent. And Tony Storm. I, I, I can't, you know, say enough, Dan. I mean, anything else about this match? No, you know, it's uh, the story told it all well. It's, you know, it was a great story of both women, both wanting it. <clears throat> the exchange of finishes towards the end. Absolutely perfect. You know, something that keeps you on suspense, keeps you on the edge of your seat. Uh, and yeah you know absolutely brilliant match what a fantastic match that was for the NXT Women's Championship we said at the start of the show with the tag titles online 
can the show deliver after that? And that loose women's match again uh, proves that they're just smashing out of the park. And, and what a great moment for Tony Storm as well, managing to celebrate with all the crowd and the fans just appreciating the effort. She's a true rock star. Absolutely thoroughly deserved as well for all the hard work that she's put in. It's the crowning glory to her achievement as well. And just goes on to prove that if you win the May Young Classic, you're guaranteed to hold a women's championship. It looks that way. If there's an extra May Young champion, we'll, we'll definitely put money on her getting gold. But what an effort for both women here tonight. Oh, look, Charlotte Flair's in the crowd as well. Does that mean she's going to be debuting for NXT soon down the line? And unbelievably, we still have one. And it's a match we're probably looking forward to the most. It's the NXT UK Championship on the line. It's Pete Dunne, the champion for over 600 days, going against the leader of Gallus, Joe Coffey. And let's have a look at the build-up. Both men down now. The determination, the desire to win. Two years, I've gone from unknown to being the longest reigning champion of the modern era. No matter how strong, no matter how big, I'll chop them down, I'll bend their joints, I'll crack their fingers, I'll submit them, whatever I've got to do to get the win. Just vicious. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. There is going to be a change of the guard. Where was Joe Coffey when the first WWE inaugural UK Championship tournament happened in Blackpool? Where was he? Yeah, that's right. I was sitting in the house. Sitting at home with the telly on. I had it on. I saw Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne. Mark Andrews, you know what? I switched it off because I couldn't watch it because I was bitter. I was. I was extremely bitter that I wasn't there. It's about me. It's about my opportunity. It's about my kingdom. And it's about my UK championship. What poetic justice it would be to take and rip that WWE UK Championship from Pete Dunne. Coffee came out here, signed the contract, and instead Dunne snapped his fingers. You talk too much. That's the rest of Gallus, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Oh, Joe Coffey, from behind. There's no time for the Iron King to stand and claim his throne. has been avoiding a real challenger ever since he won that UK championship. The result's always the same. A bitter end for Joe Coffey. Oh, 
May 17th, 2017 was a start of Pete Dunne's amazing 603-day reign. Will it come to an end tonight? I hope not, because I've gone for Pete Dunne. All right, so that is a build-up for the title match, and it's it's been immense. We've seen 24 episodes of NXT UK, and it's all been about Gallus, Gallus becoming the strength and the strongest force in the division, you know? Well, 17th of May 2017 is where it started for Pete Dunne. 12th of January 2019, is that where it ends for him? Well, that is the question, Dan, here tonight. But Gallus have been dominating... Well, Dan's October on the very first episode of NXT UK, Gallus have been dominant, really, when you think about it, with Joe Coffey, who's just come out here with his Gallus teammates, Wolfgang and his brother Mark, but they've gone away now, and he's out here for action. He wants to take out Pete Dunne and walk away as UK champion. Dunne has held the title, like he said, for that amount of time, but when he first joined WB, Triple H promised him that there would be an NXT UK division and that there would be an NXT UK takeover, and that's what we're getting now. Gallus and Joe Coffey are ready. Is Pete Dunne? That is the question. Well, I think Pete Dunne is ready. I think, you know, he's taken every challenger he's had. He's swept him aside. I don't think tonight is going to be an easy one for Pete Dunne, and he has certainly got to keep his eyes in the back of his head, especially with the rest of Gallus out here. But will Pete Dunne have a contingency plan? Will he have Mustache Mountain out here with him too? Well, I think Joe Coffey's out by himself. I think they went away. I can't see him down at ringside. So it just shows how much the Iron King has faith in himself in recent weeks picking up victories. But here comes Dunne. And what reception this will be? A huge reception. Well, Pete Dunne. Is out here getting in Joe Coffey's face straight away and ready for this match. So, Dan, prediction-wise in this one, who have you gone for? For 603 days, Pete Dunne has been champion. And I think he's going to be a champion for another 603 days. I have gone for the Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne. Well, Dan, I have also gone for the Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne, in this match. So, it means that... You have won the pay-per-view, but the question is, Dan, are you on for the first pay-per-view of the year for a perfect score? After what happened last year, it'd be an incredible start. You already won the love in the NXT takeovers, but what about bonus predictions? But it's not about you, it's about Pete Dunne and Joe Coffey, and I've never wanted Celtic to win so much. <laughs> I can't even say that because I don't mean it. Um... But tonight, it's about Pete Dunne and Joe Coffey. And in the action, the talking is all over. All the build-up, all the live shows, all the you know the co-main events, whatever it is, this is a real main event. The WWE UK Championship on the line, and it is right now. I, I, I know you was kind of swayed in towards Joe Coffey, but did me showing you the picture of him in a Celtic shirt kind of put you fully... <laughs> In Pete Dunne's corner? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, I, I think that... I don't, I, maybe when Coffee put Dunne through the table, I thought maybe that was it. But when Dunne, uh, when Coffee beat Tyler Bate on NXT UK, I thought to myself, well, that definitely means Dunne's going over. Uh, because usually with Coffee, you know, it's usually the last man who puts someone down is the last man standing on the paper. Usually, anyway. something we've learned doing this for four years now, isn't it? You know? Uh, and I think that's another thing with predictions. You know, you pick up little tricks along the way. Uh, but I still think Coffey's going to push Dunn to the edge. And the thing is about Dunn, he is a great wrestler. 
he is, you know, I never get bored watching him. But maybe overconfidence creeps in. We talk about Oscar's streak. Why did that end? You know, Pete Dunne, is it, will he be overconfident in this one? Does he think he, you know, he's battling coffee so he doesn't bring 100%? You know, we've seen that with champions before. Usually a man go he gets defeated because he thinks he is unbeatable, you know? So, questions are going to be asked tonight. Well, you know, in normal logic... Joe Coffey has been on a shit-hot streak. He has been untouchable, and he's proved he can be untouchable without the help of Gallus. Yeah. Which, you know, that is very impressive, especially for someone portraying a hill in a stable. You know, normally they've got their own sneaky little tactics in there, but he has proved that he doesn't need to do this. He's proved that he can get one over on the man who beat Pete Dunne in the final of the UK tournament to become the first ever UK champion. So, you know, he's kind of checking all the boxes as a challenger. But in WWE logic, when you build someone up so much, it is for them to take a fall. Uh, Yes, that is true in actual fact. You know, you've got to build a a credible challenger for your champion. It's all great having your your Hulk Hogan or your your John Cena's or your your Pete Dunne's. But if you've got no one to challenge for that championship, you've got no one that you can truly think you can beat them. You know, the part of the problem with the Untaker's winning streak was the guys, who did you think was actually going to defeat him? You know, it's getting credible people. We see it last year with even Goldberg in his streak, having people against him who would be worthwhile. Well, you know, oh, he's not going to, you know, with Pete Dunne, Jordan Devlin's not going to beat him for the title, you know, on the way to takeover. It's going to be either someone at a takeover or afterwards, but you need viable challenges. Dunne could be the greatest champion in the world. Uh, but if you've got no one to fight against it, then it's it's null and void, you know, in that way. Well, you know, even before their triple threat match, I think they had a TLC with uh, Brock Lesnar, Kane and Strowman. Or was it Rumble? Rumble. At uh, Rumble. Yeah. They was billing Kane up as a monster, even though like he'd been out, he'd been running for mayor of Tennessee or whatever he's doing. But, you know, they had him coming back, squashing Finn Balor, yeah. humiliating wrestlers and just, you know, burying people. And, you know, they, they just built him up as a legitimate threat only for him to lose. Yeah, well, yeah, and, you know, and, and this is what they do sometimes. But I think there's a lot of potential with Joe Coffey. And I hate to admit it, you know, Gallus have, Gallus have impressed me a little bit. But I, I think I want to see more about with Joe, Joe and Mark as a tag team. I think that might be quite cool down the road. And, and again, Mustache Mountain, unsuccessful here tonight. I wouldn't mind seeing Tyler Bate back involved in the UK total picture down the road. I think there's definitely there's a connection with him. Uh, wrong with Trent Seven, but maybe you can write something in there about those to you know talk about storylines. Uh, but I still think Gallus are gonna keep an eye on, on Pete Dunn. You know, there's still Wolfgang will probably want an opportunity down the road as well. So it's definitely open up for him. And in the early going, they've started off, and it is just proper British train wrestling, isn't it? Really, Dan. It is indeed, yeah, you know, hold and counter hold, uh, and just you know a bit of feeling out. It's going to be a bit of a slow start. But we expect nothing less. Yeah, well, without a doubt. And this is what builds up to a great match, you know. And this is where you need to get into it. So, say we are correct in our predictions. And Pete Dunne does manage to overcome Joe Coffey. And Joe Coffey doesn't have any outside help from his Gallus teammates. Who's next for Pete Dunne? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Pete Dunne, you know, we we saw Jordan Devlin early, who's defeated. You've got to think maybe Dave Mastiff, you know. He's the guy that's undefeated. Or, you know, maybe we talk about bringing maybe someone in from the outside. I mean, do you have any idea who maybe you would want to come in to, to see face Pete Dunne? Maybe someone like Zack Sabre Jr. I think would be a great choice. Zack Sabre Jr. would be good, yes. Um, Will Spray, And Pete Dunne there responds to a bit of coffee 
by a clothesline. Now he's got the big man down. And yeah, there is a bit of size discrepancy, but done off. As he grabs him in a regal stretch. And in our live show, we were comparing Pete Dunne to Regal. And that's a tribute fitting to the man. Well, we've seen a shout-out to the British Bulldogs. So what fitting, What more fitting than for a shout-out to William Regal as well? Yeah, a man that, who's pioneered the way for British wrestling. Yeah, well, that, and, and the pacing, I think, of the show has been great as well. As we head into our main event and the crowd just looking on the list, enjoying the action. Oh, my God. And Coffee went to pop up done. He grabbed hold of the arm. Looking for the Kimura and Coffee's going to be going through some pain here. Some great joint manipulation. And now Coffee has got hold of Dunn in the suplex. And he picks him up. But to the face. <laughs> well, he's up in a delayed vertical suplex, but he's still fighting for everything. And he's rocking Coffee. And Dunn is offensive on top. Turns he's managed it to turn it around and get the Kimura lock back in as well. Very impressive. From Pete Dunn. And Coffee to reach out to the rope and just arm. It's like an octopus seems to have a... <laughs> holding everything everywhere. Well, having a look back, you know, we've had Dan Maloney. We've had H.C. Dyer, James Drake, Roy Johnson, Sam Gradwell, Saxon Huxley, and Danny Birch all appeared in the first tournament. So, you know, someone like Danny Birch, he'd be a great match. Well, we saw Danny Birch versus Pete Dunn, which was a great match, wasn't it, on the build-up? to take over and I think there's a lot of outside you know there's, who could maybe come in as well to it you know you speak about uh, Will Ospreay or people like you know Walt or, or even you know if you're going out there Kenny Omega coming to NXT UK you never know what can happen in this day and age indeed yes you know there's there's a lot of other names as well Tucker Tyler Bate <coughs> uh, Tyson T-Bone Devlin Connors Wolfgang Mandrews and most of them are being used at the moment in the NXT UK roster, which is good. And Coffee sends the hits head on the apron, which is bad. And Joe Coffee now looking to hurt Dunn, sends him into the stairs, but Dunn flips over Coffee. Oh, step up in Seguri. <clears throat> and he rocked Coffee, and Dunn now. Golden trying to suplex him, but no, Coffee blocks. Comes into it's kicked off. Oh, now here comes Dunn running in. Pop-up oh. power slam. And you heard the fud there on the entrance ramp. And the fans shouted, Mamma Mia at that, Dan. <laughs> I bet you hate that, didn't you? Taking uh, paying respect to Mauro Manalo there. But you can't win it on the outside. And even if referee counts them out, Dunn retains. So why would Joe Coffey go back into the ring? It's weird, isn't it? I mean, keys to victory. I mean, what does Coffey have to do if he does want to beat Pete Dunn? It's almost the, <coughs> almost the impossible task. It is a seemingly impossible task. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think Joe Coffey knows what Joe Coffey needs to do to beat Pete Dunn. But he needs to beat him down long enough. He needs to just keep on him. Don't give him any time to breathe. You know, just keep on him. Uh, keep a relentless attack. Don't let him get anywhere near your fingers. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't put your hand flat down on the mat and... You know, just don't give Pete Dunne any opening because he takes it and he takes it as well as he can. Oh, and Kofi now, Dunne managed to get back in, break the count, and he's just slowly beating down on Pete Dunne. He's going to take his time. Well, the person that I think, Zach Gibson's the guy that's taken Pete Dunne closest. Uh, can Kofi take that step further? At the moment, he's, he's already overcome the original onslaught and now he's just trying to take control of this match. 
But if anyone can absorb a beat, and I don't think I've seen anyone absorb one as much as Pete Dunn has. I mean, I mean th- he takes it really well. Yeah, I mean, you just think about the punishment he took in war games, you know, and he's still up defending the UK title every chance he kept, you know. I mean, it's pretty incredible when you think about it. And he went into war games with an injured freaking knee. Yeah. <laughs> and now Coffee's picking up Dunn. He's got hold of him, just bear-hugging him now. And Dunn trying to headbutt him, get out of it, but the grip... He's staying on with a bear hug. And Coffee's showing that he's a beast, getting punched in the face. And it done. Oh, now done now. This is brilliant. Just using the forearm, trying to just break the nose out of place, trying to punch him in the mouth. Well, if you've got a busted nose, James, you know that it's harder for you to breathe. And you have to absorb all that air through your mouth. And, you know, it kind of takes your thought train away as well. Makes your eyes water. But Pete Dunn goes for the nose of Joe Coffey. He's got a finger either side of it, trying to squeeze it, perhaps break it. But a belly-to-belly overhead suplex. Coffey in for the cover. One, two. Oh, but Dunn managing to kick out. Oh. And now Dunn's getting back to his feet, both trading huge blows. But Dunn there with a forearm, sending Coffey across the ring. And now he's building momentum. The fans definitely behind him. Comes running in, Coffee moves him, jumps over Joe, step up in Seguri in the corner. Dunn's getting momentum. But no, Coffee managing to block it, German suplex. Pete Dunn lands on his kick to the head of Coffee. But Coffee wisely rolled into the outside so he can't get covered. Gives him about 10 seconds or 9 seconds if he gets in and breaks the count to recover. But Pete Dunn's not going to give him any chance. Jumps over the top rope. Moonsault lands straight on <laughs> Coffee. I don't think he cared where he landed then. That was just hard hitting impact. Brilliant stuff there by Pete Dunn. Put everything on the line. Next to title. And it looks like Coffee's got a bit of a cut above his left eye there. Or at least a bit of redness and swelling. Well, you've got to be careful. You might be trouble seeing out of the eye. And Pete Dunn, you know, brings the fight all the time. But Coffee, the ever resilient. Trying to fight back. Big forearm. And now Coffee trying to pick him up. But Dunn reverses it. Turns him inside out. Goes for a cover. One, two. Oh. A kick out from Coffee. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Coffee, Irish whip. Done. Over the top of Coffee. But look at Coffee there. Springboard from the second to the top. Flying crossbody. And oh. oh. It just charges the back of Pete Dunn. Sends him into the corner. Comes in for a second, splashes the back of Dunn. And this could be it. Powerbomb. Powerbomb, going for the cover, two. Oh, Oh, the jackknife cover just wasn't enough and Dunn managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And Dunn there was so close to losing what he loves the most. And both men are down. Oh my God, Coffee's got Dunn up. Not a pole drive, this is illegal. Both legs. Submission there. Oh, I thought he was going to drop him down. Uh, I think it was just a bit of manipulation there. Pete Dunn looked like he managed to escape, but he's got a Boston Crab locked into him. And now Pete Dunn struggling to get to the ropes. He's taking all the energy he's got to get there. And a bruiserweight chant trying to help the champ. But Coffee turns it round and then just kicking the back of Dunn's head. 
And it's just brutal stuff here. It's what British Strong Style is all about. Is Pete done out? He's not even moving. Well, referee's checking. Oh, no, you see, struggling to get to that button right. Finally does. Breaks the hold. But has enough damage been done? And done, managing to get to that button rope, but just grasping it onto that button rope, but to his NXT UK Championship right now. And Coffee's seen the damage over his eye, like you pointed out earlier, Dan. But he's got his laser focus now on Pete Dunn. I mean, Pete Dunn at the moment, his equilibrium must be all catty wampus, doesn't know where he's going right now. And now Joe Coffee is trying to put down Pete Dunn and beat him for the UK Championship, but Dunn's holding on. Dunn's got the fingers of joint manipulation, a big headbutt there, but Dunn responds. Coffee and Dunn go mano mano with the headbutts. Oh my God. And Mark my TARDIS, by the end of this, both men will be feeling the art of war, double headbutts to the face. And this is what British Strong Style is all about. And look at that. Oh, double headbutt, both men down. And a move that excites James. I love the headbutt and I love the doubles. And Dunn having to use the ropes to get to his feet. And Coffee comes running in, but Dunn dodges him. Oh, a snap German suplex from Dunn. Could this be the resurgence? Face plant. Oh, my and God. And a Koji clutch locked in there. We've seen Pete Dunn doing a, vary, uh, a variant of different submissions during the uh, last NXT UK match. But Coffee rolls it over, goes for a cover, but Dunn managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. And continue the submission hold as well. And that's what's so great about Dunn. They're still connected, these two men. And now Coffee's rolling through, though. And his shoulders might be down again, but Coffee powering up Dunn. Oh, my God, he's got him up, and now he's got him in a tombstone. No, Dunn grabbing the leg, looking for the heel hook. Oh, my. And he's got it in, and now he's working on the leg of Coffee. He's got a grapevine locked in as well. But you can't discredit the strength and power of Joe Coffey. And, oh my God, Coffey picking up Dunn. German suplex. And now Coffey may be looking to become the first Scottish-born NXT UK champion. Spear, oh! No, dives straight into Pete Dunn's foot. And now is it going to be the bitter bitter end to Joe Coffey? No. Backslide from Coffey. Oh, looking for that huge lariat. And now again... Third rope. Springboard gets caught by Dunn. Looking for the bitter end this time. Huge forearm and now, bam. Plants it. It's all over. One, two. two. Oh. And Joe Coffey managing to kick out. Uh. And a crowd not happy about that. And Coffey's still in this. Well, see, that's one of the things with Joe Coffey. I mean, Pete Dunn, he had the heel hook locked in. Yeah, it was only for a brief while, but when he got up, he weren't even hobbling on it. Thing and Coffey's a big man, but still a lot to learn about the major leagues. Major leagues. And you talk about major leagues, there's nobody major than Pete Dunn here tonight. But he just gave Joe Coffey his best shot and couldn't get the job done. And again, after being hit by Pete Dunn's finisher, he's still moving about more often and quicker than Pete Dunn. Well, Pete Dunn's had a lot of damage done to him in this one. Coffee rolls to the outside, thinking he's safe. Can't get pinned. But he can't win the title on the outside. And that won't stop Pete Dunn, who goes up now, looking for maybe the German super, but gets caught by Coffee. And both of these men on the apron now, and this is dangerous territory. But Dunn going for the joint manipulation in the fingers. 
Oh, reverse it with a back elbow. Coffee with that spear to done. And now he's got him on the apron. What are you going to do? Powerbomb. Oh! Outbomb on the edge of the ring apron. And Pete Dunne crumples to the mats below. Oh, my God. Well, Pete Dunne may be out. But Coffee needs to get up and get Dunne back in the ring. My God, what to huge... To be able imp- to finish this. Yeah, what huge impact that was. Well, Dunne may be out here. Hardest part of the ring, right to the spine of Pete Dunne. Oh, this is indeed awesome, and it's an awesome display by both men here. After the takeover that we've seen, both men delivering in the main event, but now is it Joe Coffey's turn to stop the over 600-day reign of Pete Dunne? Well, Pete Dunne's going to keep his title if he stays on the outside, so he's in no hurry. Up to nine, and Dunne and Coffey both back in. And that is a sign of a good fighting champion. Pete Dunne could have stayed outside, accepted the count, count out, Kept his title, but Pete Dunne doesn't go down like that. But I think Pete Dunne maybe just realised he's put himself in harm's way. Coffee's staring at him, and maybe this is the end now. And I don't think I've seen Dunne in this position before, and Coffee now with a big right hand. But Pete Dunne's just roaring him off. Can up the bruiser weight? Well, no, I think it's just finally putting the man down. Stumps to the face. This is all Joe Coffey now. The crowd aren't happy. But Dunn responded by grabbing the hand of Joe. Just kicking away at the <laughs> jaw of Coffey. <laughs> Stomping away. And a resurged Pete Dunn comes firing back. Well, a focused Pete Dunn looking to get the job done. Stomps on the hands, kick to the head. Bills of momentum, but popped up, hit with an uppercut. Upper what? And Joe now looking for the big clothesline. Oh, gets caught with a step up in Seguri. Oh, but a sp- huge spinning back fist. And a clothesline by Coffey. Two. Two. Oh. And that might be the closest Pete Dunne has ever come to losing the UK title. Managing to kick out. Uh. Both men down in the centre of the ring. And a standing ovation for the fans in Blackpool. I've got to admit, I'm on my feet right now as well. Well, both men spent from this just mammoth bout between these two guys. And Coffee taking off his elbow pad. Is he looking for the people's elbow? <laughs> I think he's looking more impact with the clothesline. But Dunn catches the arm. Looking for the cross arm breaker. But Coffee grabs hold of his other wrist. And well, that's clever by Joe. But not that clever because his fingers are exposed to Dunn. And he's trying to snap the finger. Coffee rolls through. Going for the cover and Coffee picking him up again. Slams him in the corner. But Pete Dunn keeps hold of the triangle attempt. Well, Dunn is just so tough. And now Coffee is climbing with Dunn. Oh my God, this is not good. Coffee going all the way up. And he's looking to powerbomb him. Oh my God. Throws Pete Dunn. Well, the powerbomb off the top. I don't know how he managed to power him round. And they're not saying Mamma Mia anymore. No, they're saying Holy Shizen. Well, I don't know which way it's going to go, but Joe Coffey didn't go for the cover afterwards. I don't know if he even get up. Both men perched in opposite corners, struggling to get up to their feet. And what a visual this is. Coffey is pushed down to the limit, no matter what the result in this one. And Pete Dunn 
seems to be smirking in the other corner. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face. But that turns to disdain because we all know Pete Dunne doesn't smile. And Coffee saying, come on, let's bring it on. We are down to the fifth minute now in football terms of both teams just going for it. Both men trying to get the goal that's going to win this. Done now with the strikes. Coffee going, getting blocked. Getting punched from pillar to post here. And he's on the ropes. Literally, Coffee is in trouble. And Pete Dunn finds everything he's got. Collapses on top of Coffee. Has Pete Dunn punched himself out, though? And the referee checking on Dunn. But Coffee back up. And he's got the face of Dunn. And oh, my word. A big left hand. Knocks Dunn down. Well, both men laying it in here tonight. And they're going back up now. No. Coffee's got Dunn up. <laughs> Electric chair into the German pin. Oh, Pete Dunn managing to kick out. Oh. Must have been at least 10 foot in the air. At least 12 to 14 foot up in the air. <laughs> oh, you're watching Vincent Mann. Well, that's what the fans <laughs> are chanting. Oh, you're watching Vincent Mann. This has been an incredible, not only main event, but takeover in itself. But Coffee has got his foot undone and now stomping away. He's not needed Gallus' help at all in this one. No. And now just shots to the back of Dunn. How much punishment has Pete I think Pete Dunn's taken more punishment in this match than he did in war games. Well, could this be an early contender for Johnny Gagano? Most punishment taken in a match award. Honestly, both men have taken it to the limit here. I thought the no DQ match was bad. Going for the... Bitter end on Dunn, but Dunn reversed it with a DDT. And now, is he going to put Coffee away? Bitter end. Second bitter end. And Dunn struggling to roll through. Roll over. Can he capitalise and get a cover? Put this one to bed. No. Coffee rolls out of the way. Very intelligent from him. And I think that's all he could do. Well, Coffee's with the two bitter ends. Finds himself on the apron and real intelligent there by Joe. I've never seen that before, I don't think. No. And Pete Dunn looks like he's got a busted open lip as well. Well, you see the swelling above Joe Coffey's eyes. There's been an all-out war of attrition. And it's not over yet. Oh, Dunn had the hair but gets caught in the lower back. And a cut by Coffey on Dunn. Discus Lariat there taking down Pete Dunn. But I think what helped Dunn there is Coffey's on the apron. Trying to get feeling back into that arm. And Joe Coffey now picking up Pete Dunn. Rams him into the top turnbuckle. <laughs> and Pete Dunn may be out. We thought he was knocked out earlier, but the punishment that Joe Coffey's been delivering. Well, he looks out on his feet. Oh, my God. And now he's got Pete Dunn on top saying it's his. And he's got Dunn on top. Oh, and Coffey's going. Joe Coffey dropped to the outside. I think that was a bit of a fumble, but could be so that Pete Dunn managed to fight him off. Yeah, well, this is the thing, and uh, Coffee lands to the outside, Dunn in the ring. But both men taking punishment there. And now Dunn going to the outside. He's not finished yet. And now Dunn looking at Coffee in a big forearm. And oh my God! Discus close on on the outside, turns Pete Dunn inside out, throws him back in the ring. And now Coffee's got Pete Dunn, and it's bitter end. No Dunn again. No bitter. Well, Coffee struggled a little bit getting that over, and oh. Dunn managing to kick out. Oh, yeah. 
Well, in the biggest match of his life, he's going to have some nerves and coffee. He's definitely feeling it now. They're getting onto the straight. But what a match it's been. Now coffee going up this time. He wants to end it. And here he comes. But here comes Dunn. And now Dunn's got him up. Oh, coffee's gone again. And Dunn went with him. <laughs> and he did it once and it happened again. Oh, dear. Well, it seems that both men are too spent onto the top rope, or is it just a couple of fumbles? Well, no, the thing is, even if they had a plan to finish it on the top rope, then they should at least, because where Dunn was talking to him on the outside a minute ago when he hit the clothesline again, they shouldn't have just got right, let's scrap it now, let's move on to the bit. That obviously must have been the finisher from the top, like either a bitter end or something like that, and it's not worked twice. But, I mean, like you said, after nearly, what, half hour of, of, you know, brawling. Well, discus clothesline, Pete Dunn ducks Coffee's attempt, hit him with a discus of his own. Looking for the bitter end. Third time lucky for Pete Dunn. Plants it, goes for the cover. One, two. Oh my God, Coffee kicks out. Transitions into the triangle. And now Dunn has caught Coffee in all sorts of trouble. Joint manipulation. Coffee has to tap out. Well, they couldn't pin him, but he broke his hand to submit him. Dan, I mean, that match there was fantastic up until maybe the last few <coughs> minutes. But still, Dunn is champion. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was a very, very good match. A match, you know, it starts as a slow burner. And you can see, for, you know, from the end of this match that both of these guys put their all into this match. And that is what I like to see, you know, both guys visibly spent after the match. Both guys really title. Um, uh, absolute cracking match, though. Yeah, I, I, I feel without a shell of a doubt that, you know, the ending wasn't didn't go down as they meant to meant to be. But Coffee tapping out and showing the bitter end didn't get the job done. But done is just so dangerous. And well, that means, Dan, prediction-wise... Is you get another point, and yes, it's perfect score for you. What way to start, A eh? Five out of five. Yeah, smug look on your face. You must be very happy about that. Did you expect that here tonight? I didn't expect it, no, especially because I had the card running differently in my mind. I thought it was going to go in a complete different direction, especially with the tag team match starting off. I thought that was going to potentially go Mustache Mountain's favour. But, you know, I am happy. But I'm even more happy that we saw a great UK takeover pay-per-view event as well. Well, we'll we'll run through the card and talk about the event completely in just a second here. But we're just trying to get our bearings back after that Colossus main event. And like I said, the takeover as well. And this is the question now. Pete Dunne, yes, is your champion. 602 days. The rain continues for Pete Dunne here at takeover. He might be battered and bruised. But he's still your NXT UK champion with coffee conquered. You've got to ask, what's next for Pete Dunne and the NXT UK championship? Oh, my God. Who uh, is that? Listen to the crowd. Big white screen. <gasps> oh, my God. It's not, God. is it? He's here. Vladimir Kozlov. He's not Vladimir Kozlov. And Walter is here. And the fans sing along to his theme tune. One of the most prolific men on the independent scene is here. And he's got his eyes on Pete Dunne. 
I've got goosebumps here. Unbelievable way. Is he getting in the ring? Is the ring general going to get in to go against the bruiserweight? All I see is he has his name in full capitals. So it looks like you're shouting it. And what a moment here as Walter is here face to face with Pete Dunne. And Dunne will not back down. Oh, and Joe Coffey up in the apron. He don't want to be left out of this either. Big boot from Walter to Coffey sends him off as he turns his to Pete Dunne and the UK Championship. Oh, we're getting a huge Walter chant as he looks at Pete Dunne. As he looks Pete Dunne up and down. And is he the next challenger to the NXT UK Championship? Oh my God. Well, Pete Dunne certainly isn't backing down and shying away from a challenge. He stands tall, even though he's just been through what must have been about a half hour, 35 minute match. Well, at least. But what a moment. We know what the future holds for NXT UK. And it's Walter versus Pete Dunne. What a moment. And what a takeover this has been. My name, my daddy's name is Alec Wright, yeah. He passed on his dong jin to me. Um, well, Walter certainly has made a statement there. Well, James, <laughs> one thing I'm glad of coming out of this takeover event is that we didn't need coffee to get through. No, that's true, yeah. And I mean coffee to drink, not coffee to wrestler. So we've seen coffee and water here tonight. Yes, so we just need a wrestler called Milk. And Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete Dunn is NXT UK champion for now. Uh, and that's where we leave the TakeOver event. But we're going to run through the card and just come up, give a proper uh, kind of review of it. So let's start off at the beginning of the night. It feels so long ago now. The NXT tag team titles on the line. Mustache Mountain versus the grizzled young veterans. Dan, what did you think of that match? It was certainly incredible story told and a brilliant match. All four guys put in an outstanding effort. Um, you know, to start off with a potential match of the year candidate in our first pay-per-view of the year. Without a doubt, both teams brought it. It's a fantastic story. The crowd was so behind Mustache Mountain having their moment. But, I mean, it was it was time for Gibson and Drake, and they definitely delivered. They they weren't in awe of, of the position they were in. They brought it, and it was a magnificent effort. And like I said, a real match of the year uh, quality about it, especially on the first takeover. Send a statement. You can see why they were sent out first. Uh, Bait and Seven were brilliant. And uh, James Drake is a guy that we've not talked about a lot on this podcast. And we've got to give credit to him in that one because, like I said, did deliver. Uh, what was your rating out of five for that? Well, I did have it down as a five, but seeing as I'm on New Year's resolution is not to be so generous, I bumped it down to a four and three quarters. Well, four, I think it's fair. I gave it a four and a half. I just thought it was an awesome way to start. Yes, I wasn't happy about the result, but still, you can't you can't let that take away from the match itself. I think it's a brilliant way to start off, and it just set the tone for the next two UK takeovers. And then we had Banks versus Devlin, or so we thought. We had the Banks storyline of uh, being injured, still coming out and showing how kind of tough he was, and Devlin taking him out. Uh, referees, officials, you know, EMTs down, taking him away. But Devlin wasn't finished, got hold of the mic and issued like a challenge. And Johnny Saint said, well, we kind of knew we were going to do this. We have someone for you. It was Finn Balor. What do you think of the match, Dan? Was that a great summary? No, um, it was a good back and forth between the two. But it's, you know, especially following that great barn burn of a tag team match, 
it wasn't the best of matches. You know, you could tell that both guys knew each other well. And, you know, it wasn't a terrible match. Well, no, I think it was quite good because uh, the thing is, is, it was more about the kind of anything can happen at a takeover or anything happen at a WWE show and having Balor show up. I mean, the pop he got and the reaction was probably worth that in its own right. I'm surprised the match went, you know, 10 minutes as it was, but Devlin was given a lot of time by Balor and it gives Devlin a chance to, like say, talk about it in the upcoming weeks and say he took Balor, the, the Demon King, you know, to, to the limit. Uh, I still think it's quite a good match. I gave that three and a half out of five. Yeah, I agree with you there. I gave it three and a half out of five. Um, it, I think the more important thing to take away from this is that Devlin still looked quite good, even though he was defeated. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the main thing. Uh, and up next, we had no DQ match. Eddie Dennis versus Dave Mastiff. I thought this was a great contrast as, a, as opposed to the normal UK-British strong style wrestling that we've come accustomed to, you know, seeing... Uh, in the NXT UK events. Again, you know, I thought it was a great hard-hitting affair between two big guys, and I want to see a lot more of Dave Mastiff. Yeah, I mean, Dave Mastiff is really, really impressive. The power moves that he does, he's obviously comfortable with, and it looks good, whereas Eddie Dennis still looks a bit awkward. Even though it was impressive, his, um, his Liverpool, what is it called, Seven, the Seven Bridge, the power then trying through the table. I think that's quite impressive, but Dennis, I think, needs to work on his kind of character look and, and development that way. Whereas Masters ready, I would love to see a Master versus Pete Dunn match on the road to what the match we are going to see. You know, Master being undefeated is still, I think, a really good uh, a good idea for them to, to do that. You need a monster on NXT. And he's not a kind of angry monster. He's like, it's the facey monster we talked about. Kind of smiley, so we kind of get behind him as well, which is good. We haven't really seen a lot of that. Uh, I gave that a three and a half. Oh, no, Dan, what was your score at five? Uh, I gave that a three and three quarters. I thought it was better than the Balor Devlin match, but, you know, it wasn't anything too great. You know, we've seen some hardcore matches in the past, and it wasn't, you know, in their leagues. Yeah. But it still, you know, it was a good stand up match between the two guys. I probably would have given it. A four, maybe four and a half if we'd have seen a shopping trolley. Yeah, I think we could have seen that. But it was kind of like you said, more traditional WWE-style weapons, kendo stick tables, stairs, that kind of chairs, as opposed to kind of anything else you might see on the independent scene. Uh, I gave the same three and three quarters out of five uh, because it was, like I said, it's better than the Balor uh, match and it was better than expected on the cards as well. So that's what I enjoyed yeah. about it. Uh, the women's titles on the line then, Tony Storm was trying to go and win this championship versus Rhea Ripley, who had New Zealand versus Australia. I think if you were to put it on a takeover card, or even a WWE card, I've actually on the show. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, especially on the WWE cards. You know, everyone talks about the four women of MMA, the four women of WWE, uh, and Oscar. But, you know, these two women, they certainly have got what it takes to go toe-to-toe with anyone on the main roster and in NXT as well. Yeah, I, I think without a shadow of a doubt, I think when you look back at the match, uh, the, the near falls they had, the trading, the finishers, uh, both women, I think, really brought it. And unlike um, maybe the main event, it didn't outstay its welcome. It, I think it was pitched just right there. And it felt like an NXT TakeOver women's match, you know, and the kind of co-main event really delivering as well. You know, I, I would put that up against Kyla Kari, uh Basler versus Sane, you know, in that kind of the way. It worked perfectly for me. Uh, so I gave that a four and a quarter out of five. I gave that a four out of five. Um, you know, I, I don't know why, but it seemed like it was missing a little bit. Maybe a like, longer or it could have been. I think Rare Ripley was a bit 
bowed too easily in defeat, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I know, thought, like, yeah. you know, you can tell that the both women were spent going into it. But, you know, an extra five or ten minutes, maybe it could have been something a bit more special. Well, I think that match overall was better than Dunn versus Coffee main event. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that and, and talk about Dunn versus Coffee main event. It was a great main event, don't get me wrong. But that last five minutes kind of took away what was on the level of the team balls. The finish of the tag team title match was so much better as opposed to Dunn versus Coffee, which took it away. And that's why I marked Storm Ripley up a little bit more because I think with those, they didn't make, there was no fuck-ups. When you consider Ray Ripley still new to it, Tony Storm still, there was no mistakes. There was no pacing errors. Like you said, you, you think they're missing a little bit, but there was no kind of like uh, errors there. Whereas the main event, in the, you know, you don't want to see that kind of stuff. And, and it probably, Joe Coffee now, main event aspirations, that's going to work for him now. He's given the opportunity. And that, he put forward a, a, a tremendous effort but I think it gets Pete done we're expecting maybe sank a little bit more I don't know Dan what do you think um, again you know it was a slow start and I think the couple of fumbles it kind of let it down slightly but still very very good overall you know if say maybe them fumbles hadn't have happened and they'd have hit what they were supposed to have hit the first time of asking without them both falling yeah. off could it have been even better? Yeah, I think so. I think if it had tried it, whatever he was trying to hit at the top rope, you know, if it, if that had gone first time round, bang into the finish, uh, I think for me that would have been on the same level as the opening match. But that's why, because of what happened, I'm giving it a four out of five. What are you giving it? Uh, I've given it a four out of five as well. Yeah, um, you know, again, it was. I think the length of it was okay because you know you had the slow start and you're obviously trying to show coffee as being. Someone quite dominant. It took three bitter ends. Going to be pinned. Yeah. Um, you know, it took the kind of inverted triangle with the joint manipulation to finally get him to tap, and he tapped r- r- relatively quickly it's as well. Bit, it's a bit weird that that was what made him submit. You know, when you think it's quite a basic hold, when you think about you know ripping the fingers part is bad. You know, there's going to be a lot of damage. But did Coffee even sell that when? what happened after when Walter arrived, you know, which I think was a hell of a moment. The crowd already into it face to face. He gets kicked. I don't even think he was holding a hand at that point, you know? So no. maybe, maybe that's something to look at. I think the Walter thing at the end, kind of real fucking, I'll give it a five out of five. When you talk about, we're asking the questions, who's next in line? That sets up whenever the next takeover is, we know the main event is going to be done versus Walter. Yeah. Uh, whether that be in April, May, June, July, you know, I hopefully take the UK takeovers to get at least four, you know, that, that, that yeah. would be a good start. Um, but I, I think that was brilliant, Dan. But, you know, again, another point I want to mark down for Coffee, because Pete Dunn, as usual, he's great, and he sells anything that he's given. But with Coffee, you know, he had the heel hook in. He didn't even stumble around after. He'd he'd been hit with a couple of big high moves, and he was still up before Pete Dunn was. Yeah, I, I'd like to see Coffee move to the tag team division. And I know we've got Hills as a tag team at the moment, but I want to see the Coffee Brothers down the road to be involved in that at the moment, unless they're going to see Gallus, you know, Walter and Pete Dunn are going to team up as well. And we're going to see that for a couple of months. You know, there's a lot of room for manoeuvre now. Uh, hopefully, they, I don't know if they're going to keep doing double shows after this or just do single. I think they should go to singles because sometimes there is too much... Uh, too much content to catch up on sometimes and especially yeah. when it delivered so well at TakeOver they've got to kind of continue this now they've got a taping uh, tomorrow night uh, as we're you know watching this event now 
which will be like the next kind of couple of months of taping, so we'll know a little bit more next time. But I think the cards as a whole, when you look at it, I think it had a bit of everything. You know, we've seen the tag team division look. You had a surprise appearance twice. You know, Finn Balor and Walter. You had a great women's match. You see the no DQ, the big men kind of going at it as well, and then the kind of British strong style and main event done and coffee. So I think it kind of ticked all the boxes of what you want to see at a pay per view. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, overall, I think, you know, NXT TakeOver UK has got off to a great start. But I feel, you know, throughout the whole card, they've kind of faces. What are they going to bring to the next match? You know, they've they've got to change pretty much every match going up to it. You know, are they going to have a Storm versus Ripley again? Who else is going to challenge Tony Storm? You know, um, we're gonna see, obviously we're gonna see Pete Dunne versus Walter, uh, the big guys. Who's who's gonna challenge Mastiff? What's gonna go on for Devlin? Is Banks gonna get his rematch? The tag teams as well. You know, you can't have like mustache for title every time. Uh, who else can kind of stand up to that stead? And I think this is going to be a positive for NXT UK because of all the problems with Raw and SmackDown, how formulaica it is and how well, we kind of know what's going to happen anyway. With NXT UK, you're not sure what direction it's going to go. And there's so many possibilities. You know, talk about women's division, you could bring someone like Viper in. Uh, the tag team, you know, there's so many great tag teams out there that could join the fold. Uh, and, and this is what's going to be fun and exciting. And this next year is important to get the show down. You talk about the development of NXT. is to work on that in NXT UK and make it as strong as possible. And I think this is a fantastic way to start. This takeover couldn't have gone any better, I think, in the eyes of uh, the WWE Universe. You know, even Vincent Mann tweeted and said, I was watching. This is awesome, you know. And when you think about that, you know, Triple H has done well here. Uh, I feel with this takeover event, is it's delivered more than maybe some people were thinking. For me, it's probably hit the level that I thought it was going to, if you know what I mean. It felt like a American takeover, which is probably the biggest compliment I can give. Uh, so overall rating, I'm going to say 8.5 out of 10 for me. I would watch, I mean, maybe not the Rumble, but if there was no other pay-per-views in like a February or a, a June or July, I quite happily have this a, a, a TakeOver UK on if it was like this. To, to the gap you know i'll have a rumble then i'll have the takeover uk event in february and then i'll watch a wrestlemania in you know in march wherever it was i think it, it wasn't they went out their depth i think they all showed they belonged yeah a couple of months with joe coffee but the extra uk roster showed that you know we're here and who knows what could happen in a year's time uh dan what about you uh yeah i wholeheartedly agree i also scored that an eight and a half out of ten as you say it ticked all the boxes we had a great tag team match a couple of great surprises two great big men going at it we saw, you know, a brilliant women's match and, of course, the main event, which, despite its fumbles, did deliver as a good match. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we're taking away from it, but we're nitpicking. Like we say, we, the amount of times you do is you've got to look into more detail about it. You know, you can't just say, oh, this is a great match. It, the reasons why it maybe didn't hit it. So both eight and a half, both Mustache Mountain as match of the night. Uh, scores, you get one point for NXT score, so you go one nil up. You've obviously got perfect score as well, which is a bonus score, so it's one nil. So you're leading... Two out of the three prediction leagues. But we have got, like we said, a lot of stuff coming up. Let's not forget our next episode, Sunday. Uh, next Sunday will be the WN... This Sunday coming will be the WNR for January, the WNet reviews. What we do, better than anybody, is the whole point of the podcast. Looking at new content collections, NXT 205 Live. And maybe, if you're lucky, a little bit of an update of NXT UK as well. Um, but that's not all. Because then, the following weekend, Dan, it's huge, isn't it? You know? It is gargantuan, colossal, ginormous. 
it is at least three big shows. <laughs> at least four or five big shows. And WNR 200. We've got the balloons ready. We've got the snacks and treats ready. We've got a few alcoholic beverages we're going to supple down on. And it goes live at 8pm UK time on the 25th of January. We're going to have games. We, you know, I've been trawling through all the archives, trying to find some outrageous calls, moments that we've come up with in the last 200 episodes. We're going to have like, you know, a run through of pretty much everything we've covered. Uh, I've even tied up all the pay-per-views that we've covered and see how much, you know, distance we've spanned throughout the life of the WNR podcast. Um, you know, all the predictions and just everything has gone into one. Yeah. Big show. I mean, it's going to be massive. The greatest podcast of all time happens on the Friday. But that's not all for the live weekend of January 25th. Because January 26th, we are live at 11pm for NXT TakeOver Phoenix. It's time for our American friends to try and raise the bar. It's going to be a fantastic event. But that's not it. Because on Sunday, Dan... What happens at 10pm on, on the 27th? S- on Sunday, the 27th of January, we are live for the third night in a row at 10pm UK time. And that is the kickoff for the greatest event for the WNR podcast, and that is the Royal Rumble. We, we absolutely, I love the Royal Rumble. You love the Royal Rumble. It's that time of year again. Uh, but just like to say thank you, everybody, for listening to our live show. Over 11,000 of you listened to uh, us doing the NXT pre-show. When you consider that was 5 p.m. on a Saturday, uh, it's fantastic. Like I say, we'll be live again at 8 p.m. And then back to the kind of original times, like I say, we're live. But next weekend, the, WNR, uh, the, WN, the WW Net Review for January. Don't forget that. But until then, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWNetReview or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Rowland. Across all the Google platforms, WWNetReview on Google Plus. Send us an email, WNRPodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Our YouTube channel, WNetReview. Got clips on there and podcasts got the same time on YouTube. We do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got live shows. Stitcher Radio and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Thanks for listening, everybody. I have been James Rollins, and as always, I was joined by Dan, the Prediction King White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye. <laughs>